0: The following program is intended for mature audiences.
1: We're back after an extended hiatus. My goodness, it's been a while. How you guys doing? Great. Good. Well, folks, uh, the gang's all here. It's me and Mike and Steve. Steve's been uh, missing for quite a while, but we found him, <laughs> dragged him back. Uh, you, I'll tell you what, if, if there's anything that will bring people back to the sports table, it's NFL football, and we've got it already. So It'll do it. For sure. It is the uh, the 800-pound gorilla in the room, and we're going to talk a lot of NFL tonight. It is basically kind of an NFL, actually more of an NFC special. Uh, we're going to break down the NFC tonight. We're going to do a bunch of other stuff, but it is Saturday night, and it is sports and beer with friends. And uh, let's see, I, Mike and I are both drinking a Modelo Especial. Steve's got a Sapporo premium beer from Japan. Very nice. So crack one open and join us. We're going to do a lot, a lot of sports talk tonight. we got two hours to go, so we're going to fill it uh, to the brim. And we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Last time we talked to you was pre-All-Star game.
2: That's right. Just before,
1: yeah. Just before. Think so about that.
2: as a Mets fan, the All-Star game was perfect because Michael Conforto got up in
1: the bottom of the ninth with a chance to win it and didn't. And did not because that's very Mets. But I'll tell you this. That kind of brings it back to uh, to where we are at now because Michael Conforto, former Little League World Series participant in the Little League World Series is going on right now. All the regionals, the Super Regionals are over. They're headed to Williamsport, PA. Uh, Our local team, the Hilo-Hawaii Little League team, was representing uh, our state in the West Regionals. Uh, They did not win uh, that regional. Who won that game? Do you know who won that game today? It was Utah and California, ended up. Utah and Southern California, rather. Ended up in the final, but Hilo-Hawaii made it pretty close. Pretty close. Pretty close. Not bad. So, congratulations to those guys. And uh, all right. So, we're also going to talk a bunch of other stuff. But before we get into that, we're going to talk about Macavendo for professional financial advice regarding retirement planning, investments, and life insurance. Contact Macavendo and receive your complimentary planning analysis. Today, call Matt at 315-671-1864, and he'll hook you up for your financial future. And of course, if you'd like to contact the show, the email address is sportsbeershow at gmail.com. We'll take your suggestions, ideas, any questions. We'll do it all. All right, so we're going to start talking about uh, top stories. We like to go through each sport and see where we're at. The NBA, I've got written on here, it's the dark period and Mike is lost.
2: I mean, it's all talk about Kyrie Irving.
1: (laughs) It's pretty bad, actually.
2: It's so frustrating.
1: It's complete and it's gonna be that's all there is to talk about for the next month.
2: Yeah, it's I mean, it's similar to the NFL off season in that you're sort of beating your head against it. The thing with the NBA is you've got this sort of known quantity of Golden State's this, you know, elephant in the room and everybody else is like either tank until mm-hmm. all the guys from Golden State retire or try to compete with Golden State and the only there's only a couple teams that really have even Put out the we're going to try to compete with them. It's like Houston, San Antonio, yeah, Boston. Boston to agree,
1: but I think I think Boston's I think Boston's more building towards you know we're going to Five build s- slowly. Yeah. We're adding Gordon Hayward, we're adding a couple other things. We still have all our draft assets, and we know that with Gordon Hayward and and Al Horford and Isaiah Thomas, you've got a chance to win the East. But that team's not taking down the Warriors. It was a
2: chance to be future contenders is probably Minnesota.
1: Minnesota is amazing, yeah. what they've done. Adding J- Jimmy Butler. They won the
2: offseason. I, mean, I,
1: I think they're, they're going to be a very good team. If they were in the East, they'd be a top five seed.
2: Yeah, they'd have home court.
1: Most likely, yeah. yes. And being in the West, however, they are going to be like a six or seven.
2: The thing that sucks, I mean, <clears> throat> first throat> of all, Golden State is probably two players better than everybody else in that if they lose Durant or Curry they're still the best team in the league. So they got a, they're basically two players better than everyone else. Yeah. And like they could lose both those guys and still be a playoff team. That's sick. And right. I believe that that's the
1: case. Actually, if, I would say if they lost both of those guys, they probably would have a good shot at being a top 4 seed. That's
2: what I'm saying. Yeah. You know. Um and the Cavs are one of the teams that really you can point at probably the number 1 team you can point at and say this team has a chance to beat Golden State. And now you've got this internal strife with them with Losing your GM for unknown reasons, and well, I, now you're an all-star point guard. And so it's frustrating from an NBA fan perspective of, now what do I watch? Because
1: I, Golden State just wins. Right. Well, I think a lot of the reason why Griffin, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, GM, is gone is because he wanted more money, because he has a lot of crap to deal with, mm-hmm. and he's like, I want $7 million, and... You're playing pay- paying players forty. Right, and Dan Gilbert's like, nah, I'll find anybody. And then they lowball Chauncey Billups. Trying to catch you up on the NBA offseason. Then they lowball Chauncey Billups. He doesn't take the job, and now Kyrie wants the hell out of town. Yeah, go figure. <laughs> and, oh, by the way, thanks a lot for letting us know that before we didn't trade for Paul George. Or any of the other big corporations. Right, right. are like, we've got... We're good. ...a quality competitive nucleus. Right. Well, wait, no, we don't. Do any of these guys significantly improve our team over what we have right now? If we replace... Well, I mean, if you replace J.R. Smith with Gordon Hayward, yeah, you're, you're better. But, still,
2: you're not better than Golden State. That's the problem that all these teams have when making moves, is what does this move do to get you better than Golden State? And it, the answer is you literally could pick from everyone else in the league, and you would struggle to make a better team than Golden State out of your choice of players.
1: Absolutely, like, Absolutely. And that's go with, ahead, pick
2: 12. Now. And that's, that's with
1: Zaza Pachulia as their starting center.
2: Actually, when you have a team of guys that need exactly. the ball, you're better off with a center that doesn't want the It's hard.
1: just a rim protector yeah. and a rebounder. Yes. And I'll get my points in guard. Look, garbage. Robert Parrish? Yes. I mean... No, no, you're right. That's very similar. Uh, I mean, I think, obviously, uh, he's Robert... He's not Zaza Pachulia. Pachulia. No, he's vastly more offensively skilled than Zaza Pachulia ever thought of being. But I see your point. The great Bulls yes. teams. You but had not only a center that didn't want to shoot, you had Dennis Rodman for your power forward. To, to your point, Robert Parrish nor Bill Wennington, there weren't a lot of plays... Drawn up for league. that dude, right? You know, right.
2: So the more dominant on ball guy you have, or guys, in the case of the Warriors, the le- you know you need guys that right. never want the ball to balance them. right.
1: And so to your point, go right. ahead, pick five players at each pick a player at each position. That I you honestly want.
2: think you have you can't put together a team where you go they'll definitely beat Golden State. You can put together a team where you go, yeah, that's I mean you put together Harden, Kawhi, LeBron, and name two guys in the front court. And you should be able to compete with them, but you're not a guaranteed favorite going into yeah. a series.
1: No, I mean, yeah, for sure. Wow, cool. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, Harden, Kawhi, LeBron, let's say give him, give him Paul George to sure. play the four. And then any center. Uh, any <laughs> name a <of> center. Porzingis. <laughs> <Like, laughs> okay, there you go. All right, and that team's probably getting smoked. That team, in theory, can compete. Yeah, I mean, I Except don't...
2: what's your second unit, do? It's right. the same thing, Cle- you know, again, not to, I know you want to talk other things. Beyond no, no, it's NBA, fine. But it's like, the same problem Cleveland had was, yes, we can run with these guys. When it's LeBron, Kyrie, Kevin Love against Curry, Durant, and Klay Thompson, we can run with them. Yes. And there's times we can actually
1: get ahead of them. Right. And then LeBron sits for three minutes. Right, and then we're dosed. Oh. But it, it, basically, it comes down to Cleveland, if we're hitting our shots, like... At an insane rate. Yeah, that's true too. If we're hitting our shots, if JRV, if J. Reed, if J.R. Smith is Six of is really good. J.R. Smith for four games, we got a shot.
2: That's a bad spot
1: to be. Yeah, it really is because you don't. There's no guarantee you're getting good J.R. Smith for more than one game. Yeah, which is exactly what they got in the finals. Yes, exactly. And they and got they, they got one and a half games of
2: J.R. Smith being you know good J.R. Smith. Right. And they won Game Four, mm-hmm.
1: and they blew them out in the first half of Game Five, and then lost.
2: And then J.R. Smith went away, and that was it.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's the NBA, and that's where we're at. This is the dark period, folks. Uh, but much like uh, the NBA, the NHL is also not doing anything, and it's, uh, training camp starts in mid-September, so look for that. I won't be. All right. They may or may not be in the <laughs> Winter Olympics this year, which is probably the best thing that hockey does is the Winter Olympics. Um, I don't know if you guys ever watched. Uh,
2: Olympic hockey is a little more exciting.
1: Well, because you, you, you have bigger rinks. And that's the thing the NHL still they build new arenas and the rinks are small. And Guys are huge. Right. And they're on these small little rinks like in Boston, really small rink. Wait, isn't the rink, is
2: the rink size standardized?
1: No, it's not.
2: So it's like uh baseball as opposed yes. to NBA.
1: Olympic hockey, international hockey, it is a standard size. You must be that size to play an international hockey game on it. In the United in the United States and Canada no.
2: So the rinks in the NHL are not all the same size.
1: Correct.
2: Like you go on the road to a different size rink.
1: There could be slightly different size rinks, yes. It's wow. not. It's not a massive difference. I have no idea. But there is slightly different sizes. Okay, so it's not. And it is much smaller than the Olympic Course Ice
2: Field versus Safeway Park in Seattle. Right.
1: It's not City Field versus Fenway. Yeah. Or right. City Field versus Wrigley, yeah. if you want. Um. You know. Or the old freaking what was uh, the
2: Seattle one,
1: Safeco? You know. No, no, Comerica. The Detroit original configuration of Detroit's Comerica Park was unreal, awful, just bad. It's like really, you know the really field really gets bad. people in the seats hitting home runs. So let's build a park that. Literally really no one can head it out of it. Hey, it's the mid-90s. Let's build a pitchers park, huh? That's brilliant. And and same thing that the, the, the Mets did. Because they have a good pitching staff, and that's generally the one thing they can their, hang their hat on is we've got pitchers. Not what you want to be hanging your hat on, by the way. I mean, it's it's a great thing to have, but you've got to have offense. But hey, well, So let's go right into MLB. We're in the stretch run now. It's mid-August. Here we are. We're recording on August 12th. Um, Aaron Judge is not He's hitting. Weird. Well, I mean, he isn't Totally disappeared. He's still batting about two ninety. Here's, a, here's yeah, there. but here's it. He started out at three fifty. Right, so. and he's batting to, like less than two hundred. Oh, well, he may be around two hundred now since the All Star break. Since the home run derby. Yeah, since the home run derby, and people want to say, "Oh, I'll tell you right now, it did not ruin his swing." People figured out if I get two strikes on this guy, if I throw a slider low and away, he'll probably chase it, and he's got to adjust to that pitch because that's what so everyone's getting. Bryce
2: Harper hurt his knee today.
1: He did. He did. Mm. But here's okay, so to finish up with Aaron Judge, really interesting thing. He is going to probably be the first player in Major League Baseball to both strike out two hundred plus times and bat over two seventy. No player has ever done that. Strike out two hundred times and bat two seventy. Striking out
2: two hundred times is a feat. I mean, it's been right done, uh, a bunch, bunch of times. Time. Uh, Mark I mean, Reynolds has done it a bunch. Has he <laughs> walked the line?
1: uh Judge walks constantly. He has a lot of no contact nights where he'll go like 0 for 2 with two walks and two strikeouts. Uh and then he'll go 1 for 4 with uh, or 1 for 3 with a walk, two strikeouts and a monster home run. But when he he doesn't generally speaking, he doesn't make fly ball outs or ground ball outs. It's either a strikeout or he hits safely. And usually if he hits safely, it's a it's usually an extra base hit. Doesn't get a lot of infield singles. So the NL West is the whole story, right? Well, this year? The, well, the Dodgers in particular are are the story. They went yeah. forty three and seven last it's month. Crazy. That is insane. Well, it wasn't in a month because you don't play fifty games. Well, in no, month. no, but forty three and seven over a fifty game stretch. It's just stupid. At the end of last month.
2: The thing that's crazy is you've got two other teams in the division that are sixty five and fifty one. They've got to play each of those teams 19 times. And, I mean, they,
1: and they might as well get used to each other because they're who's going to play each other in the wild card. Colorado yeah, is 65-50, no and, well, and they're 16-and-a-half games out of first because Los Angeles has already won 83 games.
2: The only team that can really threaten them for the wild card is probably St. Louis. Milwaukee, maybe. I mean, Milwaukee would be a run.
1: Yeah, it would have to be a real run. St.
2: Louis is like four games back. Yeah. Four and a half games back. It's
1: Colorado and Arizona. Yeah. Basically, because just they're they're better than those other teams. The problem is they both still have to play the Dodgers a bunch of times. <laughs> That's the season. probably true too. I don't know how many times they have to play them, but probably at least eight you Dude, think, the each? Dodgers
2: are freaking two oh six. Alright. Plus two oh six. They got Darvish.
1: Yeah, and they picked up Darvish. Six. Yeah. I mean He had his first his debut, he struck out seven Mets. It's the Mets. Hey, welcome to the Dodgers. Guess what you get today? Here's your welcome present. the met If you th- hit 300, we're going to let you go. Yeah. So, I mean. Daniel Murphy.
2: Uh, it's not his
1: fault. It's not his fault. Because I like him a lot. Uh, yeah, you should. I he's cannot not really...
2: believe the front office didn't find That's a way the
1: dumbest thing around. they've ever done. Well, maybe not the dumbest thing. They've
2: let him go twice, you realize this, right? I do know that. They like, <laughs> like, let him go. They let like, him go. He got better. Okay? And he's like, okay, he we'll sign him again. elsewhere. They bring him back. He's really freaking good for the Mets. Amazing in the playoffs. They let him go again. He gets better again.
1: And with then an they like, And they're like, "Yeah."
2: Well, we can't afford twenty-five million a year, so we'll never get him back now. That, right?
1: Because now he's he's one of the better players in the National they're League. Like,
2: oh well, he hits three fifty.
1: All right. So, Steve, who's your World Series right now?
2: I got to go with the Dodgers in uh, Houston. Yeah.
1: What do you got? I mean, it's,
2: it's hard to argue. But I think there's teams in the American League that can give Houston on. I think the Red Sox could, could give Houston
1: on. I would have said the Nationals have a chance to beat the Dodgers, mm-hmm. but it, I, I, I got, Harper's I got to see what Harper's knee is yeah. like because that looked like it was pretty bad.
2: The thing is, the Nationals' starting pitching is good enough that you could just put together a series where Strasburg and um, and he's coming and, back. Is it Zimmerman?
1: No, no. You're talking. You want uh, Scherzer? Scherzer hey, yeah. well, Zimmerman too. But yeah,
2: I mean, you can get you can get together five games between those three yeah. guys and win four by, you know, one to nothing. Two, two to one, one you yeah. Know, right. And it, it, you just neutralize it. Geo Gio shows up, you know. Oh, Gio Gonzalez too, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: If, he's, if he is his, what he can be, then, yeah, they're a really good rotation. Yeah. But, man, you still got to have, I think you still got to have somebody to scare them. I mean.
2: If Bryce Harper's not there, it's irrelevant. Yeah, but they still got a real good lineup. They did it without Harper, Murphy, because Zimmerman, for one, yeah, Zimmerman,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, there's there's other guys on that team. There's a reason why they're really really good. But I, I, Bryce Harper is kind of the heart and soul of them. So I, I wonder how good they'll be. I also agree with Steve. I, I, and you, I, I, it's hard to argue. It's going I mean, Stros. They seem to be the class of the American League. And man, I don't know how you're gonna beat the Dodgers.
2: You look. You can pick whoever you want. But if you're logically picking against the 81 and 34 Dodgers, who, mind you, started the season poorly. So the run they're on over 70 or so games is absurd. It really is. They haven't lost a series for like two months. I I want want to say say it was since June 6th or Something like that. It
1: is something like that, yeah.
2: If they go with a four-man starting rotation, then essentially, I mean, you got Jansen to close up ninth inning. Yeah. Gosh, who did he who, who did he put in you know middle relief? I mean, shoots. Probably He'd be me. the odd man out.
1: Ryu and Matea. Mm-hmm.
2: Right.
1: Right. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're going four man rotation, it's uh, Clayton Kershaw, uh, Hugh Darvish, Alex Wood. I mean, you Rich could Trump. try to do what the Yankees did in '09 and just just roll those three guys out. Yeah. you You got to hope for a rain out somewhere, but <laughs> 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 that's what the the Yankees got one. You went to get a travel day. You know what I mean? Yeah. The third
2: guy pitches the, and the first guy pitches again. Yeah, well, that's what the Yanke- That
1: was the Yankees. The Yankees in two thousand nine. Was- Darvish,
2: Darvish is their number four starter. Right. Jesus well, Christ. It's, yeah. <laughs>
1: The Yankees in 09, it was CeCe Sabathia, Andy Pettit, and A.J. Burnett.
2: And we're going to run with those
1: guys, yeah. And, that's, and we're going to hope for one rain out, and we can go the whole way with just these three guys, as long as we finish up everything in order.
2: To be fair, it helps to have a Sabathia that can pitch on no days or Austin throw 150 or, Especially Especially at 09. Like, eight years ago? Oh, my God. No, no. all kidding aside, Sabathia yes. is one of the most horse-like pitchers of this era. Right. Like, the last 20, 25 years where a guy can just go out there and throw any number of like We're going to
1: do him. our dumb sports list of the week later. We, it, it, it's an NFL special, so it's going to be an NFL list. But if it hadn't been that, I was, we were going to do the 20 was it, uh, mortal locks for the Hall of Fame oh, in, God, in, among active baseball players. And they had a bunch of, they had some guys, like, they had Harper in there. And it's like, come on, dude, he's played for six years.
2: He's well, not I'm like, let's say, now I don't want this to happen and would wish this on nobody. Let's say he tore all three ligaments in his knee, dislocated his kneecap, and had
1: the Teddy Bridgewater injury. Right, and, he's and never, never going to come back, and never going to be himself. And, and that's the Is thing, really I, And that's what the thing. If you're going to call someone a mortal lock, that means they need to be a Hall of Famer right now. Today, if their career ended today, Bryce Harper does not get in the Hall of Fame if his career ends today. Yeah, Mike Trout does not. Trout's got a better case than Harper. Well, he not? does have a better case, but he still doesn't have a good enough one. Right. right. I mean, if Don, if Don Mattingly's not in the Hall of Fame. You put Mike Trout uh, for eight, seven years. I don't on Mike know Trout. that
2: Manningley was ever as great. As I understand Trout. that,
1: but he was he was really good for longer than Trout's been. Yeah. He, I mean, twelve Dale seasons. Murphy. Dale Murphy, for example, who played for freaking sixteen years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so the point of that is, is Sebathia's on that list, and I think, I think they're kind of right. I think Sabathia is kind of a lock for the Hall of Fame. He just passed. Cy Young in strikeouts last week, a couple weeks ago. He's been
2: stupidly good for a really long
1: time. That's the thing. The longevity over time, I mean, he's not going to get the 300 wins, but his strikeout totals are impressive. And he's won a high percentage of his games.
2: You can't look at pitchers against old-time pitchers.
1: Right. Like, like, well, if, if, you're,
2: if, if 300 wins is your number, good luck. You're if you, not going to get those. Right, numbers. as far as
1: wins goes. If you strike out more guys than Cy Young, stri- Cy Young literally started like 750 friggin' baseball games right. in his career.
2: And when they started the game back then, they finished.
1: Right, so he he ate up a lot of innings. Yeah, was he like three hundred and seventy and two hundred and twenty seven
2: or some shit? Like I think most guys now, if you got like, uh, you know, Pedro's numbers, you're you know you, you end up in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, now I mean two hundred two hundred wins, you yeah. know, a yeah. bunch of strikeouts. Now
1: CC's not Pedro, but he's also not you know a is bum. Or not? Right, exactly. He's <laughs> He's kind of that guy, right? So he's got a, it's a, He'll be a kind of a test case. I think he's. I think he's a Hall of Famer.
2: He's Andy Pettit with no steroid cloud hanging over him. Well, Mussina
1: needs to be in there. I agree right. with that a hundred percent. Mike Mussina was Mussina so imp- like
2: Greg Maddux light. Like he, he doesn't have great stuff, but boy, he finds a way every day. And,
1: and he he only won twenty games once. His final season in the bigs, he won twenty games. And but he like won seventeen games every stinking year for like eighteen years and in he, the American League East the whole time, and a lot of that time he was pitching Yankees, yeah. against the Yankees. Yeah. Um, and the thing with Mussina
2: was he like that fifth day Mussina started like oh you yeah know, He knew he was he never was hurt be,
1: yeah. always available. Uh, let's see so oh my god so Cy Young's career record. 511. Yeah, 511 511 and 316. Yeah. Uh, he started 815 games. He completed 749 of them. Mind you, he only won 511 <laughs> games. So he completed 238 losses. That's Well, that's assuming all of his <coughs> or no or no decisions, or no decisions. Yeah. yeah. But still he completed 239 like games. Baseball
2: 230 is just—they got one pitch. Yeah. <laughs>
1: he also holds the major league records for 7,335 innings pitched. So his his arm was buried separately. They <laughs> talk. Well, they talk about <laughs> records that will never be broken in scores.
2: and people bring up other shit. Those are the two right yes. there that yes. are literally never get broken. Wins and the entirety innings. of major league. Major League Baseball would have to literally take a U-turn because everything has been from the ground floor up of limit pitches, limit innings, limit, you know,
1: days rest are important. Like, you can't get to those numbers anymore. Well, first of all, he pitched for 22 years, and he pitched like every... Every third day for 22 years. Right. So all of these numbers are unbreakable. You're never going to see a guy get... You'll never get a guy with 400 wins, first of all. Or or 350, for that matter.
2: Clemens got 353, so I could...
1: in theory. I, it's
2: not going to happen. I don't think so either, but All right. in theory. Well, well, okay, so what
1: is somebody like Clayton Kershaw? What is he on pace to? That's a good question. It's not anything close to any of these. I don't He'll never he lose 316 games, I'll guarantee you that. But I don't even think I mean, choose. <laughs> he won't get to 300. He won't get to 300. He probably won't get to 100 complete games. Nobody and this is. guy had a 749 of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and you're right. Wait, Nobody's wait. getting to 100 Complete games yeah, anymore. Keep in mind,
2: ninety percent of the people that he faced, the baseball was like they right, they're, right. Chewing, they're chewing tobacco <laughs> to play.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sorry, 40, I almost choked on that one. Um, forty pounds overweight. Yeah, I mean they're just there because they, you know, if I if I go home, I've got to milk the cow and uh, then I got to plow the back forty. But if I play baseball, my dad gets off my case because I bring home money for it. I mean, I don't know. It's oh my so maybe god. Maybe Walter Johnson with his four hundred something wins would be. It'll be more impressive. I think, yeah, Walter Johnson, wow. I'm not going to say, well, I don't know. That Cy Young, he was okay, but Walter Johnson, that was a picture. I, Because I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't know. But also, uh, on side note, if you Google Cy Young, uh, people also search for the first name is Walter Johnson. So there you go. Yeah. Right. And then Ty Cobb, and then racism. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. It is, but it is. Okay, so all right. So where are we at now? Uh, all right, so that's baseball. I, we're all picking basically the dodgers I mean, if you have to pick one, that's what you're picking. How do you not? They're so far ahead. Right.
2: So I'm, I'm curious, not to like delve too far into it, but on this list, what was the egregious
1: thing? Uh, I'm, Bryce Harper was one. Um, I can look it up right now. Uh, Trout was on there. Trout I mean, it's a bunch of guys who just haven't done enough. Like Clayton Kershaw's on the list, that's fine. Clayton Kershaw, if if his career ended today, he to me, he's a Hall of Famer. He's been dominant he's been except
2: postseason.
1: The best pitcher in baseball. Well, okay, oh, first yeah. of all, stop right there. Because regard unlike other sports, the baseball writers do not consider your postseason attributes at all. If they did, Paul O'Neill would be in the Hall of Fame. Because he won five fricking World Series with two different franchises, and so they don't take that into account one little bit. Um, but uh, Kershaw has been the dominant pitcher of his generation. Like by f- him and Madison Bumgarner is the only other guy who's got a sh- I mean, am I wrong?
0: Oh,
1: I mean, is there who else would you who else would you put on that? Here we go. Twenty active players who are mortal lock. <laughs> we might uh, talk about it. <laughs> Bryce Harper. Okay. Max Scherzer. Yeah, Felix Hernandez again. That's a no. CeCe Sabathia. That's a maybe. And yeah, and I'm a I'm a Yankees homer. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon. What? I mean, Cutch He's got a shot. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt. Man, they're talking about has, a guy who no nobody ever talks about. I love Paul Goldschmidt. He might no. be the best player I've talked about so far.
2: Isn't he the one that won the won the uh, the All Star game this
1: year? Yeah, Goldschmidt would be the guy. Yep.
2: Um. The thing is. Really throwing out names doesn't matter because off the top of my head, I don't know how many wins these guys have, what their averages, career all average, right. how many right. home runs. Like, and that's what matters. I'm gonna like, say a that's couple of, all that matters. When that, I'll say names: game.
1: Yadier Molina, Yadier Molina has got to be a Hall, Hall of Famer. Yeah. Joey Votto,
2: yeah, probably just because I know home run wise, he's got a ton. Well, of I mean, at least he's played like at least ten seasons. Right, yeah.
1: Posey. Posey's another one. Posey's yeah. I, guarantee. I, guaranteed Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Uh, Zach Granke. I mean, he's been real dominant. Really, really good. Really, really good.
2: But again, does he have 130 wins, or does he have 190 wins? You know what I here's, mean? Like,
1: here's a good test case. Number 10, Chase Utley. Is, is Chase Utley a Hall of Famer, or is he just... I mean, would you consider him just a stats compiler? or I mean, because he's played forever. But that's what Hall of Famers are, in Sometimes. Sometimes. You, you will get guys who will get dinged for just, you would know... Let me
2: compare his career with Alomar. Yeah, I mean, oh, no. Alomar's way better than Chase <laughs> well, Utley. <laughs>
1: to me, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I think well, Robbie Alomar's... a are I mean, Robbie Alomar's arguably He's the in best... He's conversation for
2: the best second baseman in the league. I ever.
1: Know. Ever. All right, Madison Bumgarner, to me, that's a Hall of Famer. Yep. Uh, Kershaw's number one on the list, by the way. Uh, Mike Trout, they have him at number eight on this list. The thing is, Mike Trout's been the best player in the history of the league through X number of seasons. Okay. Are there any more trout haters out there? I, if so, please stop. Please step into the ring. By all accounts, the Millville Meteor should be a should be a five-time MVP. Shut the front door. Stop it. By all accounts,
2: you can't take the MVP over a guy who hit the triple crown for the first time in 40 years. Like hello. That, that year. I had
1: that I had that argument with Jimmy Wessinger. Cuz he hates Mickey James, James Wessinger, World Wide West. Could, because Miggy got better with I, his, Yeah, I don't know. You know As he gained, gained weight? Right. <laughs> he's just, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's just, I'm like, dude, the triple crown. In the same league that Mike Trout plays in. So he and literally... He hasn't since the 70s. And he, so Mike Trout literally led the league in nothing. He did, wasn't the leader in any category of import. <laughs> better defender, yes. This dude just won the triple friggin' crown. Yeah. Oh, Ichiro... God. Yeah.
2: I'm thinking of names. Of, I'm trying to think of names where I'm going. Who's a guaranteed Hall of Famer better than anybody he's mentioned already?
1: Kershaw's number 7, Carlos Beltrán number 6. Beltrán's a Hall of oh, Famer. I fan.
2: thought you said Kershaw was first on the
1: list. No, I thought he would be. Uh Robinson Cano at 5.
2: Robinson Cano's an a Hall he's of an Famer. A Hall of Famer.
1: He's uh, one of the better. I mean, he's a guy you want to compare to Roberto Alomar, but he's a yeah. better offensive player. Yes. Uh he's number, an all-time great. number 4 Adrian Beltray. clearly a Hall of Famer. Yep. yep. He uh, just got to 3000 right? Yes. yes. But he's in.
2: But the question with him is, as a Dominican, we How bad, old is he?
1: How much steroids? is he? I in? mean, you want to go down your friend Doug Gottlieb's road here? <laughs> the problem for me You is, love Doug Gottlieb.
2: I actually... Here's... The, <laughs> Are we he's, a, he's a hater.
1: No tangents on, on Gottlieb.
2: I actually... I like Gottlieb's commentary All too. right. Uh, I think He just says stuff That he knows inflames Flames fan
1: base. That's one of them right there Because you, you're actually Accusing a guy Of doing something With no proof Yeah uh, Number three Miguel Cabrera Obviously Obviously Number two Ichiro. He's If he's not Number one on the list
2: And also If he's not a unanimous First ballot Hall of Famer
1: Number one Albert Pujols Okay well right. that's fine Okay that's good So alright So that's, that, that's not a dumb Sports list actually It's not a horrible The first two are certainly right Yeah that's for sure Number one Number two uh, I'd say the top ten are in Yeah. Well, I mean, Trout. As long as Trout's legs don't fall off,
2: if he plays three or four more seasons, he's turned twenty-six.
1: Right. That's what I'm saying. If he he makes it to thirty, he's a Hall of Fame. But he's an actual. I quit now. I'm a Hall of Fame. Right. He's he's he was in the bigs at nineteen though, right. He was a, he, yeah he was a teenager. And he missed a lot of games this season. He did this season for sure. All right, so that's it for that. We're not going to go any more into that because we're doing an actual dumb sports list of the week. And hey, look, we've been doing this for half an hour, so we can take a break. We are going to take a break right now, and we're going to. Uh, so the song that you heard off the top of the show, which I didn't mention, if you're not aware, if you don't know that tune. Stop calling yourself a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan because you oppose her. All right, so that is from. Uh, old school Chili Peppers. Really old school. so
2: much different than like Californication. Right. That is
1: pre 90s. Pre 90s. That's 1989 that album came out. It's called That's Mother's song Milk. Pepper. Absolutely. That song is called Johnny Kick a Hole in the Sky. Um, we're going to feature songs off of that Mother M- Mother's Milk album because I'm I'm more Red That's Hot Chili Peppers than you. I'm just going to say it. If your first uh, that album. That album is on my phone. I understand that. I'm not you. I'm talking to the audience. Oh, okay. You're looking at me. I am condescending to the audience right now. I am talking down to them. Please do. All right. So when you started listening to them, uh, when they put out Blood Sugar Sex Magic, I hated you because you just took my band that was cool that no one heard of. That's all I'm saying.
2: I can tell you're older than me because that happened to me with bands, but they were all eight years or so after.
1: Correct. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Chili Peppers. My two, my really, my two really big bands for that. Red Hot Chili Peppers and Jane's Addiction. I loved them both, and then you, all you assholes, stole them. So I hate your guts. All right, I am gonna. We're gonna play another Red Hot Chili Peppers song right now, off of Mother's Milk. This one is called Higher Ground. It's a cover of a Stevie Wonder song from way back in the day. And it's awesome. So uh, when we come back, we're going to do our Dumb Sports List of the Week. I see what you did there. Yeah. Stevie
0: didn't.
1: Stevie did not see that. No. So when we come back, we are going to do our Dumb Sports List of the Week. And then after that, later in the show, we're doing our NFC Breakdown, our predictions for the NFC this season. So uh, join us right after the break right here on Sports and Beer with Friends. My wife's doing laundry, and the dryer just went off behind me right before I clicked the button on it. Do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do. All right, anyway, so the the laundry's done. Um, Yeah, so that was uh, Higher Ground by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That is off of Mother's Milk from 1989. It was an amazing album. My guys, we hung out. We drank a lot of vodka. We might have been underage, and we probably drank a bunch of vodka and and listened to that album a a lot. Did you mix it with Sprite? No, we pretty much drank, I I once, I used to mix it with whiskey.
2: That doesn't seem like a mixer.
1: (laughs) Well, again, I was 17, and uh, no fucks given, I guess. I guess. (laughs) So, I don't know, people mix stuff together, right? Oh,
2: God, I remember mixing vodka with Mountain Dew once (laughs) when I was young. If you want to experience the worst heartburn ever... Let me suggest that you mix some low-tier <laughs> vodka. It's got to be like charcoal-filtered six-dollar-a-bottle shit. Barton's, Barton's—that's the one. <laughs> Yo, there was a
1: cheaper vodka than Barton's that was undrinkable. Mr. Mr. Boston, Wolfschmidt? Wolf Schmidt. Oh my god, yeah, that is undrinkable. Dos potatoes. If, if you're a young kid listening to this show, spend the extra two bucks.
2: <laughs> and get <fucking> Barton's. <laughs>
1: Oh, this is a good story. All right, well, anyway, before we go any further, we would like to remind you that Sports and Beer with Friends does not own the rights to the music we play. It's for your listening enjoyment only, and if you like the music, we encourage you to purchase these songs from iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, or wherever music is sold. This week's featured artist is the one and only Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I wish the show owned
2: the rights to their music.
1: Well, I mean, sure. We would, we would probably not do a show.
2: I wouldn't have made any money when I got their music. What are you saying, Mike? I mean, you know. Napster? Or whatever. <laughs> Limeware,
1: Kazaa, Pirate Kaza. Bay. I mean, I've been there through <laughs> <I've, laughs> the generations of
2: internet and music stealing.
1: Kazaa was just a massive marketplace for viruses. That's all you could get from Kazaa was a virus. Or free music. And a virus with and, it, whatever. usually. You're, What's the worst time that could happen? I'm sure it wasn't from the porn. It's just from the food.
2: Absolutely not. <laughs> Don't you disparage porn, <laughs> goddammit.
1: <laughs> all right, all right. So here we are, segment two. It's Wow, it's August 12th, guys. In 101 days, I'm going to be on my way to Dallas, Texas for nice. the Thanksgiving game. I'm so happy. All right, but anyway, so the Dumb Sports List of the week because the NFL is upon us. Yes. And we got a lot of NFL news to talk about. I've got some that I'm pretty angry about, but we're Gee, I wonder what that is. <laughs> we're going to talk about the dumb sports <laughs> list of the week. This week, it is the most overrated players in the NFL right now. Does this seem like a stupid list?
2: Rob Gronkowski's name is going to be on it, isn't it? I hope not. If it is, I'm going to just blow up.
1: Yeah, I mean, so basically, your criteria. What are your criteria? How is someone overrated? What is? I don't think Ronkowski's on this list. To be honest with you, they're gonna. I'm telling you
2: right now, they're gonna go. He's hurt too much. Something like that.
1: If he's on the list, I'm gonna blow your computer. Right, well, I haven't really looked at the list. I've That's like boring. perused it. However, oh, never mind. However. <laughs>
0: First person,
1: you like that? Was he the first one to no, like no, that? No, 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 no. no. Uh, all right, so we'll, we'll just di- dive dive right into it. So th- this is counting down the twenty most overrated players in the NFL right now by Asa Beal, which is an overrated name. Asa Beal. Now you put Beal on it, I'm thinking attractive lady. No. Jessica Beal, Jennifer Beal. Oh, Beal like B I L. Yeah, but it's B E A L, so clearly not. It could all right. be Bradley Beal. This is from August 8th. Yeah, good baller. Baller... All right, number 20 on the, our overrated list. Amari Cooper. What? <laughs>
2: overrated!
1: <laughs> Amari Cooper is good. He's also overrated. These two things can absolutely coexist in one person. No. No, they can't. He probably suffers unfairly because of the comparisons to Julio Jones. I don't know who's comparing him to Julio Jones. They don't talk about Amari enough. Right. That's all He's big. literally underrated. Like, top five-ish okay. receiver. So, on
2: Russo's, uh show on ESPN, they do overrated, underrated, properly rated.
1: Right. Properly rated. He's properly rated! He is absolutely properly rated. Like... No question.
2: Okay, w- move on. because right. Like... Call in the show if you disagree, please, because right. I'd like to see, that. unless this dude lives in Oakland and they're just blowing Amari Cooper left and right on the radio, I mean, I don't know what he's
1: I'm, listening to. I'm, I'm going to put it out there that we, we currently are not doing a call-in show. You should let somebody call in. Except for, they, no one knows, we're not currently live on the air, Mike.
2: We call anyway! <laughs>
1: call me on my cell phone. We'll talk about it. When you hear this, call Mike. I'll give you the digits. And just give him a ring. All right, number nineteen to Davian Clowney. Yeah, he
2: belongs yeah. on the list just because he's.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily. Well, he like a, number one overall pick. Yeah, he
2: a lot of expectations, but I mean, you know, right. he's hit his stride. I mean, he's, he's last good. year he was good. He, was good. Yeah.
1: he got his first kind of foolish season. He had double digit sacks. Uh, I'm sorry, no, he didn't have double digit sacks, but he had he has ten and a half career over 31 games. Now it takes a while for a, a defensive end to kind of find himself and. And he had injury he basically missed his whole rookie season. Right. The thing with Clowney is look, he was amazing in college. Amazing in college.
2: And he got a lot of hype from the one play where he blew up the running back and picked the oh ball my up with his left hand. Like that was awesome. It's one of the coolest plays you'll ever see. That play is the reason he was the number one pick in the draft. Now he was deserving of a top pick in the draft.
1: I would I would I would posit that you will never see a better a more impressive, I should say, Individual defensive, defensive play. Uh, yeah, in, in a college football game, that was just. By alignment, anyway. This guy does not belong on this field with these poor kids. He's bigger, faster, stronger. <laughs> and he just picked the ball up with one hand in the right? middle of the pile, like, and you're not getting it from. After nearly separating the guy's head from his body, it was it was very violent and impressive. All right, well, uh, okay, so fine. I
2: can, I mean, I, you know, whatever. He because be of list.
1: injuries, he can be on. Unlike the list. Unlike Amari Cooper, he yeah, could be on the list. Number eighteen, Rob shocked. <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs>
2: Just so you know, I didn't look through your stupid list before the thing started, but I just figured if you want to make an inflammatory list
1: about overrated players, you put Gronkowski on it. Let me start by saying this. Gronk might be the best, best tight end of all time. time. Please, continue. However, he is overrated because reasons. If you start the sentence... All
2: right,
1: I'm on board with the idea that
2: this dude's probably the best tight end in the history of the league. You clearly can't also believe he's overrated. Right. How further rated could he be? Oh, my God. He's
1: the bestest tight end ever? It goes on. He might that. have already had the best single season by a tight end in NFL history when he scored 18 touchdowns. When you said might, you were confused, first of all. <laughs> 18 <laughs> touchdowns in 90 catches for 1,327
2: yards. Yeah, that
1: might have been the one. That particular <laughs> there one. are wide receivers in the Hall of Fame who've never had that year. They didn't sniff that year. <laughs>
2: We'll the 18
1: but being overrated <laughs> is all about performance relative Dude, to expectations. Right
2: now, I want you to go ahead and Google Lin
1: Swan's career numbers. Who, who, ha- who in the hell has ever had expectations of Rob Gronkowski? I, I literally never watched a game where Gronkowski was playing. I was like, oh, and not gone. Oh, my God, how the hell did he even do that? I'm so over-impressed with him every time he takes a football field. You literally can't stop the fucking guy. You couldn't stop him with a battery, like a car battery hooked up to his genitals. He would still go. And probably could go faster. Than <laughs> right. Okay, so if Jimmy Graham isn't on this list, I'm killing myself today. Right. He's got to be like number one. Okay, number seventeen. Hold on. I mean, wait up. All right, go ahead. One. Go ahead. Fuck your list. Okay, I, continue. I, I just, I just think I think we should end with the genitals thing. I thought it was really good, and I think we should end there. Okay, number seventeen. Rain Dakota Prescott. Overrated. He can be on the list. Seriously, I, okay, okay. I, I know you're a Cowboys fan. He can, Because one season... The best rookie season in the history of the of the he, National Football League rookie. by a quarterback. He was awesome. Incredible.
2: He also, he, and he had a great supporting cast to make the quarterback's With job easy. With no
1: expectations. Like, yeah. everyone thought he was going to be dookie. Not dookie, but he was never going to see the field. He may never, ever get on the field. Mind you, start all 16 games as a rookie, go 13-3, and three, throw 23 touchdowns and 4 interceptions. Yeah, that dude's overrated, dude. No For, good. Forced the incumbent into retirement. Right! Forced Tony Romo to fucking retire!
2: Overrated. overrated. surefire Hall of Fame, by the way. So. Well, yeah. yeah. The only reason I say that he can be on the list is because you only have one season to go on. No, I understand. So if Elliott's on the list, too.
1: Oh, we'll see.
2: But the bottom line is those are guys that had one great season with a lot that went their way. And offensively, they had a lot of help between each other and the line and just well, general good play I, by the people right. around them.
1: I'll say this. If Dak Prescott's overrated, he went he went from underrated to overrated so fast, yeah. you never saw it coming. Yeah. So fast. So fast.
2: If there was a – there is no larger – chance for a sophomore
1: slump than Prescott. No, for sure. Now, you know what? that's not going to happen. He's not going to have one. Like, he'll throw more interceptions. They'll win fewer games. He'll still be really, really good. He's a really good player. Right. Number 16, Alshon Jeffrey. I agree with this one a hundred percent. Overrated. I don't think he's as good as people think. Well, okay. Statistically, he has never been as good as people have thought he could potentially be.
2: Well, he played with Brandon Marshall, who was always better than him. Uh Uh-huh. But people, Brandon Marshall is the guy who is the opposite of this list. However, there were three
1: seasons where he did not play with Brandon Marshall and still wasn't that good. He's never had a good quarterback. Jay Cutler is okay. No, he's not. All right, fine. (laughs) Well, he's not going to have one this year either because he's playing with Carson Wentz. That's the problem
2: with receivers. Right. So you know who's going to be really good this year? Brandon Cooks. You know who's going to be really good this year? Sammy Watkins.
1: (coughs) No, Jared Goff. Sammy Watkins got traded.
2: I thought he got traded to the Saints. No, he got traded to the Rams. Yeah, he got traded to the Rams. That's not going to go well. No, the opposite of what I just (laughs) said. Even better, they want to give him a long-term deal. I was thinking it was the Saints. No,
1: no, it's the Rams. Yeah. Well, they want to give Goff a, a weapon. Even though they have like the bigger f- hands, they are taller person. They have f- they have the fourth highest paid wide receiver court. Yeah, because fourth- and Austin's making ten and a half million dollars a year. Ridiculously, awful. It's horrendous. All right. So uh, Jefferson has taught one thousand yards just twice. He's caught t- he caught ten touchdowns in, t- in two thousand thirteen and made one Pro Bowl. Number fifteen, Matthew Stafford. He's the opposite.
2: I-, I think so too. So my- Matthew Stafford's
1: legitimately a Hall of Fame quarterback if you yep. if you want to say who is who is who is Tony Romo Matt Stafford and Tony Romo are the same dude horrible football teams they got to sling it all over the goddamn place and no running game right carry them to every freaking win they get usually bring them from behind yep. and and not and, to mention and get shit on the by lions, their fan base the
2: lions franchise has some of the worst freaking luck
1: Moribund.
2: like well, that's what I was going to just say because yeah. i mean any any decent running back, any running back that
1: has just, you know, so some yeah. promise, yeah. all of a sudden it's like gets her hurt. Didn't one of them get spinal ending. meningitis or some shut <laughs> shit? I mean, what the hell? I'm going to go run track. Right. Uh, whatever. I, you're right, I'm going to go try for the Olympic team. Uh, you know what? I'm sick of losing, so I'm just going to quit. Yeah. And I'm not going to do this anymore. Calvin Johnson, uh, Barry Sanders. Sanders.
2: I mean, the franchise. So Matt Stafford is a really good quarterback. And he's only gotten better with age. Every year, the kid gets a little better. Like,
1: he's the opposite. In 2016, with Calvin Johnson, freshly retired, Stafford pulled off his most efficient and best, according to total QBR, season to date. He limited his interceptions to 10, ran uh, more effectively, two touchdowns and five, okay, whatever, he's running, and still still totaled 4,327 passing yards. But I'll believe New Stafford when I see it for three straight years. What an idiot. I'll believe it when he's 50. All right. No, number 14, most overrated DeMarco Murray. I think DeMarco Murray is an underrated player. He's probably properly rated. Like, I guess like
2: he was overrated with, when the season with the Cowboys. Yeah, when I mean, he ran for
1: 1,800 yards. Yeah. Season. Overrate that great. dude. Overrate that dude. Yeah, and then he went <laughs> to the Titans. With, and still was good. And was awesome. No, but he was with the Eagles in that year between, yeah. and it was yeah. awful because because Eagles, Chip Kelly tried to make him run sideways. Yeah. The that Eagles, dude's not running sideways.
2: And the Eagles just generally run that West Coast offense where they want to throw the ball, and he's not,
1: he wasn't the focal point well, when Chad, when running out the middle. When Chad Kelly was there, they were trying to run this weird spread option thing. Right, but he, it's sideline to sideline. And what he, doesn't, what he never understood One was... cut and go. NFL players are fast, and you can't beat the fucking linebackers to the sideline! You can't beat them there! Not consistently. It doesn't happen. You've got to run right at them. You've got to make them miss. So, one team
2: in recent history was able to beat your linebackers to the sideline. That was the 2000-era Rams. And that was because you had... Marshall Falk, Oz Hakeem, Tori and uh, Tori Isaac Bruce. Right. I mean, you had four guys who ran. Fucking you had to quarters. guard.
1: You had to guard every offensive yeah. skill position player on the field every single play, or else you were going to get torched. Yeah. You can't let them go. Over, you, your safety's got to be so far away from the goddamn line that they can't barely see it. Yeah. And you cannot have more than two linebackers on the field. That's what it takes to run a side to side offense, though. Is I don't think the overrated. Super fast guys. This guy, I think, is kind of overrated. But I think probably mildly overrated. Josh Norman, number 13.
2: Yeah, okay. I'm
1: mild. Mild. It's not... I, mean, I Josh Norman's good. He's not one of the top three corners. How about of the this, league. though?
2: Look at the drop-off of Carolina after they let him go. Yeah.
1: I mean, so... He didn't have a great year either. But
2: there's your evidence to how important he was. Well, I
1: think. I think... Sometimes it's uh, the some of the parts are, are more than the whole, and I think that's what that was with the Carolina defense that year. Luke Keekley, Josh Norman was kind of really just playing out of his mind. He was going into his franchise tag year. And, you know, he had a bunch of other guys on that defense that were really good. Number 12 on the list, Michael Crabtree. Does anybody care about Michael Crabtree enough <laughs> for him to Crabtree's be overrated? Highly enough rated to be overrated. So and does this guy just not like Oakland? I, so like next like, thing is does he just hate Oakland? Is this a Is Seahawks? Tim
2: Brown on the list? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to name Tim Brown even though he's in the Hall of Fame. We'll I will retire.
1: bet you Derek Carr's on this list.
2: If he's not, it's really confusing. Right. Right?
1: Because this guy really hates Oakland. Or a girl. I don't know. Asa, is that a girl's name or a guy's I don't name? Know. Pay attention, like, this gender-neutral individual.
2: <laughs> There's not... Yeah, you're, here it's you are pigeonholing them into girls it's all and guys. Fluid. It's they fluid. Can, they it's can fluid. be anything. Gender,
1: is, gender is fluid. All right? That's good. All right. Uh, Crabtree is a drop machine. Like,
2: yeah, sure. You okay. let yeah.
1: nine car, David Garrett car passes fall to the ground in 2016, which led all wideouts. I mean, that's that's a fair point, but I don't think anybody thinks he's the best wide receiver in the league. He's, he's not, not even the, the best
2: on this team. Right! He's not even...
1: He's not, even the, well, he's not even the least overrated guy on his team. How's that? <laughs> I guess you can
2: only think Crabtree's overrated if you don't think Cooper's amazing. Like, well, I guess. There's like some kind of conversation right. to be
1: had between that. Right? Number 11, Tyreek Hill. Okay. I mean, I suppose you can say, well, everyone just is really a har- has a real hard on for this guy because he's really fast. And other than that, he's not that great. Kind of like Percy Harvin. Percy Harvin was so overrated, by the way. So overrated. Anyway. As, like, uh, Cordero Patterson.
2: Absolutely, yeah. yeah.
1: Overrated. Stefan Diggs, possibly. Uh, number 10. <laughs> Carson Wentz. Uh, Who is he highly rated by? Uh, that's what okay. I want to know. Well, Eagles fans. They think he is the second coming of okay. Tom Brady, by the way. Let's ignore that
2: 2% of the population. Okay. And... <laughs> So I can see Tannehill being in the... I mean, if Wentz is on there, Tannehill
1: has got to be in the top 10. Mike might lose his absolute fucking mind in a minute. Because <laughs> Brady's, <laughs> Brady's there. Brady's All <laughs> right,
0: <laughs> Shut <laughs> your computer off. Uh, uh,
1: uh. Oh my God! He had oh, okay. So Wentz had only two more touchdowns and picks. True, and was ranked as just the 26th best signal caller. I I kind of agree with Mike. I don't think there's a lot of like wide area NFL people that are saying, "Oh, this guy's great." What a! I mean, not to mention you have a guy
2: who, much like Alex Smith, at the beginning of his career, right? Let's keep changing coaches and coordinators, and then expect the quarterback. Well, to he's only had one so far.
1: He's been there since Doug Peterson, but still. Wasn't Chip Kelly the coach? No, no, oh, no. Okay. Peterson drafted him. Okay. Anyway, but that's okay. Um so but you look at this guy, it's like people are looking at him like not they're not telling you how good he is, they're telling you how good they think he might be. Right. Because he has all the physical skills and he oh, is wait, an athletic was, dude. Last year his first season. Yes, he was a rookie. Him and Dak were rookies together. Okay, all right. He was picked number two overall. Dak Behind was in the golf. fourth, fourth round. Behind God. Right. Number Wait, Is
2: it Jared? G- uh, G- it's Joff G- 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 Goff. They missed
1: it. <laughs> it, it, is, it is Jared Goff. Because uh, you used to call him Jeff Goff. <laughs> you know? I, I still should. Uh, number nine on our list, the one and only Julian Edelman.
2: There's another one.
1: Overrated.
2: Who's going to tell you he's a top 50 receiver in the league?
1: The ninth most overrated player in the NFL. Edelman made one of the all-time great snags with his diving, writhing circus catch during Super Bowl 51. He'll also be remembered for that. But his typical job is running short patterns to wide open spots on the field as Tom Brady unloads quick hitters right into his waiting hands. Which
2: Edelman performs to absolute perfection. All parts of that.
1: Better than Wes Welker ever thought of doing it.
2: Dude literally (laughs) runs perfect routes, catches everything you throw at him. But what don't you like about it? I don't understand. He
1: is small, not particularly fast, quick enough, but not super fast. And no one's
2: going, boy, you know who I wish my team would trade for? Julian Edelman, because he would put us over there.
1: I would tell you there's a lot of NFL fans that would love it if their team would trade for Julian Edelman. But the the second they did it, you'd be like, oh, shit, we just got had by the fucking Patriots.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Gee, why do we give up our next three first-round draft picks for this guy? (laughs) Belichick's over there in his hoodie pulled down
1: looking like the emperor never heard from again yeah. Julian Edelman yeah <laughs> of the Cleveland Browns apparently <laughs> <laughs> Why wow. does he do them like that? Why does he send them to Cleveland? Richard Seymour, Jamie Collins. He hates these he sent guys. Seymour in Oakland. Oakland, Oakland. I'm sorry. Okay. But But okay. okay. William when McGinnis had to go to Cleveland.
2: He yeah. <laughs> you, you probably would just just punish yeah. I, I spent a few seasons
1: there, so you guys got it too. <laughs> too good. All right. I think actually Mike might actually be more angry about this one than he was about Edelman. Number eight, Philip Rivers. Overrated. Really? Uh-huh.
2: I mean, yeah. If, if by overrated you mean anything other than he's like a two-day Hall of Fame quarterback yep. that could quit 2 and go to the Hall of Fame, Yep. Uh, I don't know. What's his best receiver besides Antonio Gates?
1: Keenan Allen. Are you talking Undrafted. about his, like, historically? Like ever?
2: I mean, yeah. It's Antonio Gates. No, LaDainian
1: I mean, Tomlinson? To be, no. <laughs> Like, <laughs> legit, you can't really say Philip Williams hasn't had weapons, because he, he usually does like, I mean, he's, he's had guys like Stevie Johnson, Keenan Allen. He's got a revolving door of receivers. Royal. <laughs> Eddie Royal. I mean, these are the guys he's throwing to, dude. These are not Hall of Fame dudes.
2: Much like Brady and other guys, Okay, he makes these guys into names. They go to other teams,
1: and you're uh, like, hey, he's C-tier receiver. Tell me the last year he had a good roster around him. It's been a while. It's been a long goddamn yeah. time. Yep. So I mean, this there, guy, like a
2: couple seasons ago, Danny Wood was his best offensive guy.
1: Yeah. Okay. okay. So, well, first of all, the only props I'm going to give Asa Beal is is does the, he go
2: or she say, although Rivers is a Hall of Fame quarterback.
1: No, no. He, he she, she he she uses then, his Mexican nickname Felipe Rios. Uh, Felipe Rios puts up stats, buddy. Uh, there is no doubt about it. His Chargers teams put the ball in the air and often relying on low percentage, high reward plays because he's trucking, trying to pull the game out with 30 <laughs> seconds left and it's fourth and 27. And goddamn it, can we just win one time? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but he sports a fairly nondescript 97 and 79 career record because of the horrendous rosters that he's been on. Let's not forget.
2: But they play in the same division as Denver, who's good every year. Kansas City, who's good
1: every year. He hasn't won 10 games since 2009, meaning that he hasn't been relevant to the Super Bowl con- conversation in ages. It is not his fault. He's not the fucking general manager. He's not the guy who Here's drafted the, poorly.
2: Okay, let's put it like this. If you had switched him and Eli Manning, which based on the way that draft went was a very real possibility. Yes. Would the Giants not be... No, the, literally the Chargers took target.
1: Eli Manning.
2: Right. The charges, The Giants would have won four Super Bowls. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If that draft went differently, right? Like, would, would the Giants have been worse off with Rivers?
1: No, they'd, be they'd, have, been a, they'd have been a better football team. Right. They would have been better. Number seven, Ezekiel Elliott.
2: Again, I make the same argument I made with Prescott. And Led can the league. You could look at it and go, he's only got one
1: season under his belt, right. so I don't believe what I saw. Here's the thing. He led the league in rushing, rushing attempts, yards per carry. I realize I'm
2: only playing Devils after.
1: I understand that. But even so, he's done all that thing. Ask people who the best running back in the league is, and literally none of them will tell you it's Ezekiel Elliott. They'll all say it's Le'Veon Bell or David Johnson. So how can this guy be overrated? He literally had the best season, and no one thinks he's the best. So that's the definition of underrated.
2: (laughs) Unbelievable. I think it's just, you know... Possibly because the same thing with
1: DeMarco Murray because he plays, against you know, behind a great, right. They great get, line. Right. They have to be discounted because their offensive line is really good. Show me a running back who's had a really good career who didn't have at least a halfway decent offensive line. Barry Sanders. Eh, they had some guys on that line <laughs> they could play. Now, there he, was dudes
2: in the backfield on every play.
1: <laughs> he brought them there. Uh, anyway, all right, so that's yeah. fine. Okay, so number six, Todd Gurley. Yeah,
2: I don't think he's overrated either because I think he's pretty badly rated right now after last season. I think so, too. And
1: I also think that he is a guy who can make a case for, look, dude, I don't have anybody here. I got nothing. I got I Jeff got a, Goff. I got a quarterback who can't the throw the ball. I got no wide receivers. There's not a tight end. These, run, these, 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 run, these pass blockers, run blockers, they suck. Jeff Goff, Jeff Fisher. Like the only and good whoever guys, their GM is, Jeff
2: something else. The only good guys
1: on their team are me and all the guys on defense.
2: That's true. Their
1: defense to say. Right. That's why they win games nine to six. Scintillating. You know,
2: I mean, it's where he was thinking in the draft, where, yeah, just, no, I he understand. He had a he had a great rookie season, and people
1: got game. really high on him after yeah. his last well, ten games of the like year. All, all
2: the people that picked him in the first round. <laughs> like The first pick, <laughs> yeah, he was the first pick in a lot of fantasy Some,
1: some, games. some he was absolutely some he was. All right, because f- it was him or David Johnson, or, or Levi Le'Veon, 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 Le'Veon but he was suspended for two games, so it was those two. Right, we're generally the first picks. That's how Riley last year ended up with Zeke Elliott in the first and Le'Veon Bell in the second. Oh God, he lost in the championship game to Cody because Cody had Brady. That's a small. There's a small You're, smirk on Mike's face. You right? haven't gotten
2: to Brady yet, but you know he's on this list. Number
1: you? five, Cameron Newton.
2: This guy's too much. Okay, so he's in my in my understanding at this point. He's just overreacting to last year now.
1: Yeah, I he's, think so too. You know who's going to have a great year this year? Cam Newton. Probably Cam Newton. Yeah. I don't know that necessarily the Panthers are, but Newton will. Newton will be good. Uh, number four, Richard Sherman of the Seattle Seahawks. Eh.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I mean. I could have him on the list and be okay with it. I'll tell you right now, if someone told me today that my team picked up Richard Sherman, I'd be super, super stoked. Yeah, me too. Totally stoked. No, nice. Belichick gets to play with that? Nice.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right, number three. We all
2: thought that was going to happen, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, technically, this guy's active, I guess. Uh, Darrell Rebus, uh, currently a free agent. <laughs> I think he's a Darrell guy who Rebus might be retired and just a, doesn't know it yet.
2: Probably a top five all time corner. Probably. And yeah. so, if you want to make the case that he's overrated then you have to name five corners that are better than him historically. I would I, don't,
1: I would argue that you can't. I would, I mean, if you're going to say that he's overrated right now, who the hell is telling you that Darrell Rivas is still one of the best players in the NFL? I don't even think most people are telling he's going to make a roster. Uh, he's currently not on one. So, and I'm just trying to... Training camps have opened. I'm trying to think of better corners
2: than him as we're... Ha- and, I mean, I'm going like, okay, there's Deion.
1: Like There's guys who are right now better than he is. Right now? Right, because he's been in the league for 12 years.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll, you know... If you give me one corner right now, I'm taking a key elite. Yeah, probably. I mean, you can or have Sherman you or can have, you can have other guys. but yeah. I'm
1: taking a key to lead. Sure. All right, number two. Well, I mean, if this guy isn't, I mean, he's riding the fence as much as anybody ever. He's the guy who is. Is this guy elite?
2: Oh, Phil. Uh, uh, Joe, Joe Flacco. Flacco is he
1: elite or is he overrated?
2: Well, since the whole conversation is.
1: We're not sure if he's actually an elite quarterback, even though he's won two Super Bowls. <laughs> no, one. one. Uno. Been to one, one, one. The Ravens have won two. Trent Dilfer oh, was that quarterback.
2: Okay, yeah, you're right. Um, to be fair, Flacco got screwed pretty hard by a pass interference call that the Patriots picked up. Yeah, he down. probably did.
1: He probably did. There's no way a pass interference calls <laughs> in the first two
2: um, And he's had to face them in the playoffs basically every time. And okay. you know somebody got to win.
1: Flacco's not overrated. No, he's I, properly rated. I, I think so. I don't think that a lot of people think. I Ravens fans, right? Think he's elite. Think he's elite. And everyone else and everyone says he's think he's, thinks he's just under elite. Think he's second tier. The
2: tenth or fifteenth best quarterback in the league. Somewhere in that range. Yeah. Okay.
1: Number one, I think we're all going to agree on this. Hey, spoiler alert! Now that we're number one, Tom Brady is not on the list. He's not overrated. Who is it? Eli. Eli Manning of the New York Giants, the most overrated player. In the NFL. If he hadn't
2: won the two Super Bowls, in which they kind of snuck into the playoffs and their teams weren't actually that great, and then they went on runs in the playoffs and beat the Patriots,
1: I don't think anyone even talks about him as being a good quarterback. If they didn't win the Super Bowl in 2007, Tom Coughlin was getting fired. And that Eli year. may be a totally different sort of career. And once again in 2011, if they didn't win that Super Bowl... Tom Coughlin was getting fired, and if they didn't win either one of those Super Bowls, Eli wouldn't have made it to 2012. He'd have been run out of town so fast. You New York was 20 t-
2: picks so many times. Before New York
1: is going to turn on you so fast. Didn't you say he's never led the league in a statistical
2: category other, other than, than interceptions? interceptions? That is correct.
1: I like that. It's the, it is the only and he's done that three times. It's the best. It's the only major statistical category he's ever led the NFL in, it's interceptions.
2: And it is the only one he will ever lead the league in. He might
1: he might be he might get fumbles. <laughs> he fumbles a lot too. He could get fumbles. <laughs> I'm just being real, dude. That's not a joke.
2: I can't believe they fa- they managed to find a way to put two Patriots
1: on the list without getting... I cannot believe team. Edelman's in the top ten. <laughs> it's stupid. It's stupid. Like, <laughs> dude, 5'4", white wide receiver is one of the most overrated players
2: in the league. By who?
1: <laughs> I mean... When hey, you're
2: building a receiver. Like, you're on Madden and you're going, okay, I'm going to build my dude. Do you go, well, I'm going to start at 5'9", and white. What I'm about to slow. say is really
1: mean. There were no Dolphins on this list.
2: Nobody thinks. Of, I mean, Nobody you know thinks what? much of the dolphin. <laughs> I, I, was to I, I, I would have, I would have, would have said Tannehill. I mean, you know, is overrated. overrated.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can see that you can make a point for Tannehill just because you think how much faith can you have in this guy, and he never quite gets it together. Now this year he's done for the year officially. What is it? I mean, he's I mean
2: shoots. The, he's got a top three or top four salary, right? Yeah, he does. He, he, mean, got, da- he on just on that alone,
1: he should be overrated. Like if you look he at contract contracts, that would be an in, that'd be a more interesting list is. Who's the most overpaid? Right. Who's the most overpaid dude? And Tannehill would be high on that list. Blacko is also. Blacko would be up on that list. So I've
2: talked about this before as far as the NFL goes. Tavon
1: Austin would be top five on that list. You...
2: You... (laughs) When you have a quarterback that is not an actual elite quarterback, not a top eight quarterback, so to speak... But not a bottom ten. When you have a guy who's not a top eight quarterback, in other words, he doesn't sort of guarantee you to be in the final four of the NFL, then... You are in a bad position when you've got a guy that's like 10th through 15th or 20th because
1: you can't upgrade. See Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. I mean, the dude's had a career for that reason alone, and he's made a ton of money. Well, you're going, Tannehill's
2: a great example of that, where you're going, we cannot upgrade (coughs) from Tannehill, and we can't win a
1: Super Bowl with Tannehill. I mean, it's going to be difficult. We're, we're going to have to improve our roster significantly to get to we're the point. We're going to have to carry do. him like the Ravens carry Trent. It's over. hard enough for us to get out of our own goddamn division because we're in the same damn division as the Patriots. We're, in the, in the, if they were in the NFC South, they'd have a shot. I'm not Maybe the AFC South. Put them in the AFC South with, with uh, Jacksonville and... Indy and Houston, yeah. not Get Indy out of there. Tennessee and Houston, what it actually should be. Because Indy's not in the South. Oh, that's true. Any more than than uh, well, I mean, Miami's technically it's in the East, but you got New England, Buffalo, New York, and then Miami, which is literally so fifteen hundred miles away from the others. Miami
2: right? and Indy might be sensible.
1: Yeah, or I mean Pittsburgh. In Ma- with... Steve is ready to sign the papers right now. Let me
2: do it. <laughs> Let me do it. <laughs> the whole thing is, I mean, AFC East. All the teams, I mean, they play each other hard every yeah. time. Yes. You see that? I mean, if it's, you know, Buffalo, you know, playing the
1: Patriots or. The Jets are going to win. If they're going to win one game this year, it's going to be against either Miami, Buffalo, or New England. Garen Friggin' Teed. That's who they'll be. One of those guys. I'm going
2: to uh, go with the Jets or Buffalo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, that I was our rock. dumb sports list of the I week. Have your list, All right, so uh, I, that's our dumb sports list of the week. I hope you enjoyed it. That's one of our, I like. I like that one. I think that was good. I think it would be a better list if it was the most overpaid players in the league, but I still can't believe Julian Edelman's in the top ten. All right, so we're gonna give you another song from the Red Hot Chili Peppers off their nineteen ninety nine a nineteen eighty nine album, Mother's Milk. We could do a nineteen eighty one album if you wanted, or a nineteen ninety nine album, or a two thousand nine album, or a two thousand fourteen album. I think. They've had one recently, anyway.
2: It's pretty crazy how, how long-sustained goodness. L- longevity
1: is the thing. Anthony Kiedis is a very old man.
2: Flea is like the uh, Keith Richards of today's generation. He really kind of is. You he really kinda.
1: All right, well, this song, again, off Mother's Milk, this was called Knock Me Down, uh, you know, if you see me getting mighty, if you see me getting high. And we'll be back right after this. We're going to get deep into the NFC. Um, we're going deep. We're going so deep. All right, uh, we're going to be back right after this on Sports and Beer with Friends. But it knocked me down. That's what we were just listening to. Just two seconds ago, it was Knock Me Down by uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Again, off Mother's Milk. Um, Having a good show so far, I think. We're having a lot of fun for sure. I'm going to need another beer in a minute. How about you? Are you good? Ready. Need a beer?
2: That list was solid, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was one of the good ones. I think we had a good uh, discussion about that. I I would
2: like to see, uh, like you said, a a list that involved overpaid, a, a more definable metric.
1: Yeah, I mean, just because overrated, I mean, it's com- talk about subjective. Because the first question is,
2: how does the general viewing public rate this person? And I feel like we had a bunch of guys on that list that it was difficult to say they're overrated because they're really just not that highly rated to begin with. Right, like a
1: Carson Wentz.
2: Yeah, and then a couple of guys, like your, your players, who you just go, you're calling them overrated because they're you know, coming into their second year, and people are rating them highly following excellent rookie seasons. Excellent rookie seasons. Okay.
1: Historically excellent, by the way, both of them.
2: And if the reality of it is in their second year they decline a little off of those historically great seasons, does that make those guys overrated? Or does that just, you know, they're really good players who you can't always be 23 touchdowns, 4 picks.
1: Well, we're we're going to get He's into the running. Ezekiel Elliott thing in a little bit. So clearly, do you, what do you want to say about the? Well, clearly, his mean? numbers are not going to be not going to be the same. Uh, but with Dak Prescott, he could literally have a better season as a quarterback, as a leader, as a, and, and re- regrets because his numbers were so ridiculous. Like he'll he'll have he can have more yards. You
2: can throw four picks in one game. Okay. Yeah. So to throw four in one season,
1: as a rookie. As a fourth-round draft pick. That's pretty awesome. Right. Now, he may come out and do something more like 27 touchdowns and 12, 12 interceptions. Picks. And that's a really good NFL quarterback season. And people are like, oh, see, overrated. The
2: thing is. He was overrated. Because, you know, spoiler alert. Not as good was, as last year. He's going to lose Zeke for six games. Yeah. Like, he's going to probably air it out <coughs> more. And. You're not going to have that breaking in period with Dak where there's two or three games at the beginning where the coaching staff just doesn't trust him because they don't know right. him. Like that's for sure. He's the starter. Like
1: he did not throw an, a, a throw a touchdown pass until week four. I was going to say five,
2: but yeah, okay. No, it was yeah. at the
1: week three or four. No, it was against the Bears. It was week three. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't throw one against the Giants. He didn't throw one against the Redskins. But he and ran a couple in. He he did. And he, he had, led he led the team to a victory against Washington. Cap having guys get tackled on the six-inch line. He really and did. And then,
2: like, Z could walk it in. Yes. Like, uh, several times. And then dude,
1: Well, he doesn't have that this year, and we'll talk about that in a moment. All right. That's fine. We're going to talk about it. Anyway. <laughs> God sorry. damn it. All right. Uh, so here we are. It's uh, the 2017 NFL preview. It's really great. Don't worry about it. All right. So we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff, but let's talk about some news. Is there any other story you want to talk about before we talk about this?
2: Go ahead. Just go. No, I just why, really want to know.
1: I just really want to know before I go into this. Listen, so as you probably are aware, Cowboys running back, second year running back, and reigning NFL rushing That's champion, I mean. uh, no, offensive player of the year, Ezekiel Elliott, was suspended for six games for domestic – well, no, I'm sorry. Oh. Not even alleged it was for (laughs) violating the league's personal conduct policy. However, in their statement, the National Football League says they have found evidence that he physically abused his ex-girlfriend, Tiffany Thompson, on three separate occasions.
2: I saw video evidence that Ray Rice literally beat the shit out of
1: his wife. Like... Punched her in the face and knocked her the fuck out like a boxer, and dragged her into an elevator. Like really, Ray Rice should be in prison. Mike, uh, see re- refresh me. How many games was Ray Rice suspended? Two games. Second. Two games. Okay, but but, okay. but Joe
2: Mixon's going to play this year. Correct. They only changed Ray Rice's right. suspension because of vast public fault, and they put that him. Was
1: it. But okay, so and be, that's why Ezekiel Elliott. To got be suspended fair season. to the NFL, yeah. Okay, this all happened because of the thing that that happened with Ray Rice and Greg Hardy and a couple other guys. They changed the rules on domestic violence. Okay, so I'm not gonna. I a lot of people have brought up Ray Rice. It, it's unfair to do that. The Ray Rice penalty and the Ezekiel Elliott penalty are are under different sets of rules. Yep. Okay. However last year, the Josh Brown penalty. However last year, the New York Giants and uh, John Mara, the owner of the New York Giants had a kicker who was accused of domestic violence by his wife on 20 plus occasions. And the NFL, uh, this pro bowl kicker. Police documented occasions. All pro bowl kicker Josh Brown who at the Pro Bowl in Honolulu in February in frickin' Honolulu They, The NFL security team had to remove his fucking wife from his hotel room and move her and her children to a secret location because they were so fearful that he was going to physically harm her. They suspended him for one game. It's nice to be on the competition committee. Oh, my God. One game. Now, after the bup, after that, his, that's when the the uh, his journal became public because in his journal he became touchy feely and talked about regretting physically harming his wife on twenty separate occasions, and that's when the shitstorm fell went, went crazy and John Morrow was trapped in a corner and had to cut Josh Brown. But it's easy to cut your fucking kicker a hell of a lot easier than it is to cut your sixteen hundred and thirty yard rookie running back who who. Probably didn't really do this.
2: Okay, so I read a lot about the case because I knew you'd want to talk about it, and it sounds like
1: he did it. Okay,
2: and it's, did you it's, read the text messages? It Sounds like the evidence. text messages. It. Yes.
1: Did you read the part where she? There are witnesses telling, telling the police, saying, her, after he broke up with her, she's outside his whole apartment or wherever it is, yelling at him. I'm going to ruin your career. Please lie he, for me. I still think he beat her up. I don't think. I may, He might have put his hands on her. Okay. But. But I don't know that, and you don't know that, and no one else knows that. And, the, and I, okay, You're go not going to let me finish. No. My point
2: is, if, I feel the same way about the freaking O.J. civil suit, okay? If you, this is America, and if the court of law does not find
1: you guilty, you are not guilty. No. In my opinion. In fairness, Ezekiel Elliott never had his day in court. Why? Because there wasn't enough evidence to... To charge him with anything!
0: Right. Nothing! Yeah.
1: Okay. So, all right. Now, after the suspension comes down, TMZ releases these pictures of bruises from her Instagram account. By the way, which, there's a like breaking news. It's not breaking. They've been available on Instagram for a fucking year. Right. You have literally search for them at any point. All right. So, these bruises... Are on her wrists and neck, and all this other, all, and, and some several other places on her body. The NFL's conclusion that he caused those bruises was because he couldn't prove that he didn't. Mike, how do you prove that? Can you prove that you didn't rape my dog just now? Priscilla, come here. Can you prove that? If she comes right now, I probably did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you can't fucking prove a negative. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, lack of a video, evidence. I mean, you can't, okay, so. You can't
2: even prove that the world's not flat.
1: Yes, you can. Um, (laughs) There's actually a way to prove that. However, especially considering you have sworn affidavits, okay, you have a sworn statement by a bouncer who saw her in a physical altercation with another woman on the night in question where they were pulling each other's hair and punching each other. (laughs) Seems
2: fair. I'm on your side Six here. fucking games! I'm on your side here. I think six. that they should not be able to suspend him for this, frankly. Um, at all.
1: It's, Let alone it's, six it's games. vastly overreaching and If they amount. suspend him for two games, so, would you be screaming about it? No. I honestly wouldn't. I honestly wouldn't because then I could understand the the contract, uh, the con, uh, the the personal yeah. conduct policy. You know what? You didn't really. Maybe you didn't do anything, but man, it looks you're horrible. Making look you're making us look bad.
2: So you're thinking that he's probably
1: going to get it reduced to four. I think so, and then I think if he gets it reduced to four, he's taking him to fucking court. And here's why he has to. Because if you remember at the beginning of this thing, I told you that they said they have enough evidence that they are saying that he physically abused this woman on three different occasions. If you are not a person who has physically abused a person, you cannot cop to it. Right. He cannot allow himself to be labeled as a person who has committed domestic violence if he never did it. And he claims he never did it. He has to take them to court and he has to sue them for fucking slander. In my opinion. Or else he's saying, I did this.
2: And in the statement he made either today or yesterday regarding the whole thing and his disappointment with it, he didn't ever say what he... should have said that I didn't
1: do this. He never. Well,
2: he never said I didn't beat her up. You know.
1: I think his lawyers made him be very careful with what he said. Just be very careful. We want you to be contrite. We want you to say your voice your disappointment, and we want you to say that you, you know, are going to be, you, you know, that you're not perfect. Yeah. And then going forward, we will take care of the rest. Let us be the guys who say you're lying. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean. Salzano and Rosenblum you know got him covered. You know whose lawyers
2: get paid more than Ezekiel Elliott's lawyers? The NFL's lawyers.
1: You know who? You know whose lawyers get paid more than that?
2: Nobody's. Probably Jerry
1: Jones. Yeah, is. Jerry Jones got some. Lawyers. Jerry Jones has won a seven hundred dollar, seven hundred million dollar lawsuit against the NFL in previous years. There's a reason why he's the only owner who has his own merchandising agreement. Because he sued for it. Huh. Interesting. And won.
2: I just Here's I don't th- think that this that it'll hold at six games, but I think the fact that they shot for the moon, so to speak, with the suspension, leaves you as a Cowboys fan screwed
1: because he's going to get four. They have to do that. They had to do that. if they if they were going to suspend they him
2: too, wouldn't have got suspended. If they
1: were going to suspend him, they had to suspend him for six because they cannot so come nice. out soft on domestic violence. Yeah. So that's the way it was. All right, um, but I'm telling you. I don't know that Zeke Elliott misses a game this year. I think this is very Brady. Okay, so
2: the real the real deal is how do you feel about John Mara and his? <clears throat> how can I put it?
1: Like the, influence like, over the commissioner. I mean, the, let me tell you this about yeah. Roger Goodell. Sherryan Williams, okay, is a uh, writer. She used to write for a local newspaper in Dallas, and now she's with Pro Football Talk because she got fired because she's a writer, and we we fire good writers now. But anyway, so she got hired by Pro Football Talk. Someone was interviewing her on the radio in Dallas, and they asked her what her opinion was on this, and she said, honestly, my opinion is Roger Goodell's probably going to lose his job over this. In the last two years, he has pissed off the two most powerful owners in the sport, Robert Kraft and Jerry Jones. Good luck keeping your job. John Mara is not going to save you. Art Rooney is dead. I'm sorry, Dan Rooney's dead. Good luck. They, I think it's a
2: bad look for the NFL that the the Giants, who have a their owner on the committee, their kicker gets one game with more evidence and a brutal history of doing this to her, and Ezekiel Elliott right. with questionable evidence and a bunch of you know bystanders. He said she said, you know, and really,
1: no one willing to corroborate have, the woman's story. The
2: fact is, one can be taken to court and one can't, and the one that could be taken to court gets a game from an irrelevant position. Correct. Delete, like, you know, and right. versus.
1: Offensive player of the year. Do you remember the uncapped year when the CBA was gone and the, and the NFL was on operating under a year with no salary cap?
2: I remember that happening, but I don't remember the consequences or where you're going to go with the story.
1: Well, the consequences were two teams were uh, fined. They were fined in a, in a way that they lost salary cap space because it was said that they didn't operate in the spirit they
2: abused the uncapped year. Correct.
1: Um, I want you to guess which two teams they were.
2: I'm going to go with the Giants, and the, or the Cowboys and the Patriots.
1: It was the Cowboys and the yeah. Washington Redskins.
2: Or, 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 yeah, was Both teams another, in John Mara's fucking MFC
1: division. Yeah. One, was fine, one was uh, levied an $18 million cap penalty, the other a $36 million cap penalty.
2: I can see Washington actually being
1: guilty of that. Right. However, there was no salary cap. Right. So, spirit of the law. Right. And funny that they were both in John Mara's division. I'm just saying. I'm not saying what I'm saying. All right, so anyway.
2: It's the first thing that crossed my mind when I saw Ezekiel Elliott suspended for six games. was, boy, John Mara's on that committee, huh? sure is. I mean, and I have no vested interest in that division. Guess
1: who the Cowboys play week one.
2: Shocking,
1: right? It's on, honestly yes, yeah. Again, it's honestly shocking that they don't play them twice in the first six weeks. It would be really weird if it was game one and game six. <laughs> worse against the Giants, wouldn't it? All right. Well, anyway, let's move on because there's a lot more to talk about in the NFL. Uh, let me check. Let me do a little. Let me see if there's here. actually anything. Uh, no, just a little time check. Oh, we're good on time. So good. All right. Um, so let's move on here. Players to watch this year. Uh, other than Ezekiel Elliott. I'm telling you, I really think that this it's, it's it has a potential to be a Brady situation. Injunctions, I think he plays the whole year. I mean, I think there's a chance he plays the whole year.
2: I don't know how you get lawyers involved and don't... In, unless the NFL just has so much power that they can go, it's our personal conduct policy, it's completely irrelevant what the court of law finds. And I mean, I guess they probably can do that. But I don't know how you get to the point where you get lawyers involved and he doesn't not get suspended. Like, once
1: they said... Once they, once they basically said, we have found evidence that we believe he's, a, he's physically abused this woman on three different occasions, he's, they're going to get sued. I think there's no way they, they don't get sued.
2: Yeah.
1: It makes sense. Yeah. I mean, the court of
2: law didn't find that, so right. who are you to find
1: that? Correct. And who are you to say that in a public forum yeah. about me without evidence that the law finds credible? All right, anyway, so players to watch this year. Obviously, uh, we'll, we'll go with you know, Dak Prescott's a player to watch, of course, because of this incredible rookie season, Pepsi Rookie of the Year. Steve, who's your player to watch this year? Breakout <laughs> player, other than his, uh Darren McFadden. <laughs> so Brandon Cooks is a good one to watch.
2: I think so. It's going to be fun Jesus to watch. Yeah.
1: Um, Talk about a guy who upgrade. I mean, I don't know.
2: He, he, look, Breeze was the man, so but.
1: If you're going to upgrade your situation, not your quarterback necessarily, but your situation as a whole, Brandon Cooks is feeling a lot better about his chances as you're making the playoffs. Oh, no (coughs) question. Anybody else? Jay (laughs) Cook. Jay, and Smoke and Jay. Smoke and Jay, because he signed with the Dolphins. As I said to Steve that morning that he signed with the Dolphins, as he signed for the Dolphins for uh, $10 million and a carton of Reds. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't
2: think that they downgraded a quarterback, to be uh-huh. perfectly honest. I, I joked earlier about not thinking Cutler's good. He's good he enough. is in that group that I also referenced of guys you can't upgrade from. Right. Like, he's... You don't want Jay Cutler to be your quarterback, you know, for full right. disclosure. Because it means you you're can. not good enough to win the Super Bowl, and... You can't find somebody better to upgrade. Them but
1: as a short-term, as a short-term yeah, for sure. As a short I'll be term.
2: honest: if I was a Dolphins fan, I would have preferred they pick up Cabernet.
1: Um Here's why they could. Do you want? Un- like do you understand why that was never going to happen?
2: I have no idea. If you
1: recall, last year during one of his press conferences, he wore a shirt with the image of Fidel Castro. Oh, okay, all yeah, right, yeah, okay, that's. And funny. he was touting Fidel Castro's yeah. literacy rates in Cuba. Bronco, that's the Bronco. one NFL city that that doesn't fly. Like anybody yeah. else that doesn't sign Kaepernick, you can give them a lot that's of a shit bunch about of people that fled Castro. Or, 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 right, thirty-four yeah. percent of the fan base is Cuban American, yeah. and yeah. It's, it's it's the one. And people who are going to bash Miami for it, bro, they can't sign him. They cannot sign. They're going to get boycotted.
2: The other thing is, I mean, Cutler played under Gates. Yes,
1: yeah. and had his different. best year ever under Adam Gates. 2015, Cutler was pretty good.
2: I've all, I've always been of the be opinion that Cutler's all right. I'm just glad my team doesn't have to have Cutler.
1: I mean, correct. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, my team had Tony Romo forever, and, and what but I he to, wasn't that. I, I'm Tony telling Romo Romo you, I used to tell people, Jay Cutler is the guy you think Tony Romo is. Yeah, Tony Roman was not that guy, Jay Cutler's that dude. Yeah, that's true. And even so, you'd rather have Jay Cutler than Jay Fiedler. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, or Sage Rosenfels, or any other number of guys who started Matt uh every Bills quarterback in the last Matt Cast exactly. Matt Castle, Matt Schaub. I'd rather have Jay Cutler than Matt Schaub. Yeah. 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 I'd rather have Matt Moore than Matt Schaub. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Steve said. I honestly, Steve's like, ah, oh, they got Matt Moore. They don't need this nonsense. And Matt Moore, okay, okay. Yeah. he's okay. Um, if you, I think if they had a better, if they were at a better roster around them, they would just have stuck, just stood pat with Matt Moore. But they're just, they're kind of fringy, and it's, they're a borderline playoff team. And man, they don't want to take a step back this year. They made the playoffs last year, man. But we're not talking about the NFC. They,
2: they could make the playoffs with Jake
1: Holler. Yeah. Uh, no, absolutely they could. Absolutely. Uh, and they got four free wins. You got there, a player to watch other than yeah, JJ Watt. Okay, JJ Watt. How yeah. about TJ Watt?
2: I want JJ. All right. Because here's the thing this, in theory, is the first year you get with Watt and Clowney both healthy. If and no can, will fork. If you can get oh. both of them healthy. For 16 games If that ever would have happened that's so though so freaking scary If that ever would have happened
1: a, With a younger Wilford Oh my god Yeah I mean Wilford, Collins, That's dude. the best 3-4 It might be the best 3-4 front line ever If In their I mean I mean Yeah You got three guys that command a double team What do you do Right Clowny Wilford You need a fi- you need an
2: offensive line in the tight end To stop man. the three man
1: line All right that's good, though. I mean, I yeah, think J.J. I got, Watts, yeah, that's yeah. a good so, one.
2: So, I mean, so those guys, still got, they got Jonathan Joseph. No, they're not bad. Their defense no. is going yeah. to be stupidly good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Are you ready to buy your Wilford jersey now? And um, rock it forever? Dude,
2: I've always been a huge Wilford fan. Dude. I mean. The guys the Patriots let go, like McGinnis you mentioned earlier, I don't, like, I don't go, well, fuck him, he's not a Patriot anymore. Right. I, I'm like, that dude's a Patriot for Well, life. no, because you have
1: the luxury of, like, yeah, I mean, it's cool. They're going on a non-threatening team. It's fine. Well, he, he not, never
2: lets anybody go to a good team. <laughs> like Richard Seymour, like all those guys.
1: Well, were, he let Welker go to the Broncos, but he's like, wait, this guy's done. I mean, you mean, I mean done. He had the concussion.
2: <laughs> Dude, they offered Welker two years, $10 million, mm. And he went to the Broncos for two years, $12 million. There had to be something with guaranteed money or something where Welker went, I'm going to take that money.
1: Because I need the guarantee. I, yeah. I like, need it. I'm, I'm not Damn. ever going to
2: earn that money, so I'm just going to
1: rob this team. Right. You know. And he basically almost never played for Denver. I know. No. So anyway, alright, so let's go on. Toughest division in the NFC guys. This is our two thousand seventeen NFC preview with sports and beer with friends. Toughest division. Who do you think the toughest division in the conference is, Steve? Seriously it's got the NFC East. Okay.
2: Just... I mean
1: that's that's I mean that's I mean what do you think? I think the South. I, I almost agree with you there. Only because I like the NFC East is tough. You got the Giants and the Cowboys. After that, I think the skins are not going to be that good. And the Eagles are not good. The Eagles are not good. The Falcons, not yet. The
2: Falcons, first of all, are going to be <clears throat> starving hungry this
1: year. Okay, Mike, you know about the Super Bowl hangover, though. The team that loses the Super Bowl historically does not do well the next year. Because they, they played extra games and everything else. Boy, they're going to be hungry. I, I but, understand what you're saying, but do you, I, don't you think people were saying about about Carolina last year? That's true, too. You picked Carolina to go back to the fucking Super Bowl. That's true. That's true. And what did they do? Six and ten? Seven and nine, but whatever. Who's counting? No, I think seven, been, eight, and one? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, but I think,
2: I think Tampa Bay's on the rise. I think New Orleans. Oh, I like Tampa Bay a lot. I, I think the whole division is
1: quality, I guess. And I don't love. I still don't love New Orleans. I think they're much better than they were two or three years ago. If you
2: need a win, do you want to play New Orleans? No, like, not at especially not at New Orleans. New Orleans. Not at New Orleans. Like, no. they're not. There's nobody in the division's a doormat. They're all teams with a lot to prove. Right. I think. I think the Saints personnel wise. They, they defensively, they just, they're still a mess. They they're just are not mess. great personnel wise. Yeah. But Drew Brees is good enough that he's gonna. You're not gonna win less than six or seven. The games other three teams
1: in that division have players on both sides of the ball. Yeah, and they really don't. Like they have Kenny Vaccaro if he can stay on the field. <laughs> I I, I mean, it's just <laughs> uh, defensively they and they just lost Nick Fairley. Like the one guy, like oh we signed Nick Fairley and he's like oh no, I, I might have health problems and can maybe never play again.
2: Yeah. Damn.
1: Yeah, well, that sucks. But the
2: uh,
1: Cameron know, Jordan, I guess, is another guy for them. When you start, not to be confused with Jordan Cameron.
2: It's funny when you start, you know, with the NFL, all the prognostication always falls back to last year, and it's the worst ever because what happens is every year in the NFL is so different than the previous year that teams that you were that are awful, like we're talking about how bad the Jets are going to be this year, all oh right? And you think personnel-wise and everything else, the Jets
1: are going to be horrible. Oh my god. You,
2: you don't know until they line up True. and play
1: these games. True. You just Listen, don't know. Last year, my my favorite football team, the Dallas Cowboys, were a team. They were like, an
2: eight and eight team coming into the year. Like if you were lost.
1: They were four and twelve the previous season. They yes. had just lost their franchise quarterback again. Again. And they're now they're starting a you, fourth round rookie. Now coming into the season though, you thought Romo was gonna play. Yep. And you had some upside, you had some. Uh, I figured some I, I picked them to go eleven and five if you recall from last year's shows. Eleven Which and five. Which was, was which was a Homer-ass With prediction. Romo! Homer prediction. And, th- and then they end up going 13-3 thir- with a rookie quarterback, a rookie running back. They missed As Bryant for three games. Their defense was sneaky good, I guess. I mean, they were a top-five defense. But the running game kept the offense. On on the field. Field.
2: They lost the first game of the season. And they
1: lost the first game of the season. Right, and they only lost two more, and one of them was the last game of the season, which they around, barely lost, didn't even play. At one point? They oh, were 11-1 one at one They won 11 straight games. It was the longest winning streak in the history of the franchise. Mind you, the winningest franchise since their inception. No franchise has won more regular season games than the Dallas Cowboys since 1960. And they won the most. The, their, they had their they had their longest winning streak in, uh, in a single season ever and their most wins in a single season ever last year. So 13 is the best. 13-3. The they've done it three times. Oh. Three times. Yeah, I can't believe they've never been fourteen two. Never been fourteen to yeah. two. Never started. Uh, the best start they've little ever little. had was eight 0 oh. Sure. So <clears throat> so there it is. Okay, so my toughest division. I actually agree with Mike. I think it's gonna be. I think the most competitive as far as toughest most. I think you're right. I think the top two teams in the NFC East are gonna be a real battle all year. But I think from top to bottom, the NFC South is the best division. Um, competitive-wise in the conference. I think that's going to be a dogfight. I think, well, we'll get to that in a minute. All right, so toughest division there. How about head coach on the hot seat? Who's your biggest head coach on the hot seat right now in the NFC? So Todd Bowles is not the guy. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Go with you, Mike, yo.
2: You know, I really think the Giants need to have a great year because they spent a lot of money these last two off seasons they've made a lot of moves there's a lot of people picking them to do well mm-hmm. um so i think i'm going to go there i think that's you know they can't and their biggest rival wins the division behind coach, rookies their coach now has what one season under his belt yeah but i still think is it that, one or two is it just the one year i guess oh, one you're yeah. right
1: you're absolutely right it's one
2: um and so i think he's really the giants have been competitive year over year over year yeah and you spent all this money to make them better, I don't know if they have to win the division for him to keep his job because, again, no not but longevity.
1: longevity. If so. they take a step back and go to like 6-10 and 10 or 5-11, then that, there's a chance. That could be yeah. true. And, and I'll tell you what, the, the team, it has the potential. It's a Super Bowl quality roster in theory. Right, but it also has the potential to go the other way. Eli what Manning if, can throw four picks every game. And Eli Manning is 39 years old, 38 years old, something like that. 30, he's in his late 30s. He could get an injury. And then you're stuck with Josh Johnson. What is he drafted in oh, right? Oh, 03. Oh, 03, okay. It, yeah, and it's 2017. Shit. This is his 15th NFL season. All right, uh, hot seat. So,
2: so I got a couple coaches that, I mean, you know, most people would say, like, why them? I mean, they got, like, fucking ridiculous records with their teammates. A lot of longevity, too. Um, first one would be Mike McCarthy. Yeah.
1: I don't disagree I with that, that actually. If know, they took a real slide... Absolutely.
2: Well, I mean, shoots if they even as far as making a playoffs, but, you know, getting out in the first round, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Um, Sean Payton, I mean, that's
1: you know, same thing. I almost feel like it's been time for a change in New Orleans for a couple of years. They need a GM. Well, that's for sure. That's for sure. Um, is Sean Payton very involved? Is he the GM and the coach? He's not, is he? No, but he has a he lot, has lot of control. input. Yeah. A lot of input. Um Boy, uh, I I kind of think Sean, I like Sean Payton there as well. Um, is I, it Ron
2: Rivera in Carolina still? Yes,
1: that's another one. Right? I think that's a possibility yeah. too. You uh, can't
2: go fifteen and one and then go seven and nine two years in the Like game. I would say,
1: Quinn's Safe. Um, oh, oh, definitely. I think Dirk <laughs> Dirk Cutter could get himself fired if the, if that team is like a four and twelve team. I think Cutter could be.
2: That's Tampa Bay. Yeah, it's Tampa. Yeah. Dirk yeah. Cutter's the, the, the other one. I mean, just I mean, Cutter has what two seasons under his belt? Yeah. Okay. Um, Mike Zimmer,
1: yeah, John Fox. If they're just completely horrible in Chicago, Mike Zimmer, they they started off what five yeah. yeah. and oh six and oh and then shit. just yeah, and they're yeah. like did they finish eight and eight or the
2: problem with the NFL is every franchise thinks they're going to make the Super Bowl every, every year. year, like,
1: and and so you who is the Detroit Lions coach? Oh, it's Jim Caldwell. Never mind. So, so nondescript. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> you, why I didn't know. You like in the NFL, even <laughs> when your roster is shit. You can't have two
2: or three bad years in a row without your coach getting fired. And it's like is it Sean Payton's fault if New Orleans is awful this right. year? Let's be honest, right. because their roster is non-competitive.
1: I want to have a discussion. Is is Jim Caldwell a Golem? <laughs> I mean, he's like the most nondescript person on the planet, Chuck right? Chuck
2: Pagano was uh, up there. Oh my god.
1: Chuck Pagano <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get into the AFC next time. It's the wrong guy got cancer! I cannot believe Chuck him. <laughs> I can't believe Brian Grigson and Chuck Pagano are still high, still have jobs. Alright, we're gonna take a break here and when we come back, we're gonna do NFC predictions. We're gonna predict um we're gonna predict our uh divisions and who's gonna make the playoffs. We'll go we'll go uh with that in just a moment here. Uh we're gonna play another song by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. This is our fifth our fourth Red Hot Chili Peppers song of the night, off of Miller's Milk. This is Taste the Pain. And we'll be back right after this on Sports and Beer. it's our final segment of sports and beer with friends what song did we just listen to taste the pain uh, milk uh, mother's milk by red hot chili peppers uh, when i was a junior in high school this was my jam this this album was everything it was everything this one and uh jane's addiction's ritual well no ritual was a little bit later um uh, the,
2: i'm trying to think what you were on like and justice for all like, yeah that was one yeah. that was for
1: sure one uh, a little bit later in my junior year the uh appetite for, for destruction, destruction came yeah, out there, there going to be that yeah and then 91 was like uh shake your money maker by the uh by the black mm-hmm. 10 came out 10 was 92 as well 92 was a watershed year for music with uh like pearl james good. 10 uh, Nirvana's Nevermind uh, Bad, Bad Motor Finger by Soundgarden and I think Allison Chains first album came out that year too it was, a good year. It was pretty good and I think Gish from uh, Smashing Pumpkins was 1992 as well so really great year for alternative music in particular and hip hop as well in 92 was killer Black Song word all right, so anyway, so we're back. We're back here on Sports and Beer with Friends. Hope you're enjoying our NFC preview. We've talked about a few things. We're going to talk about a few things more. The first thing we're going to talk about, we're going to get into division winners. And then uh, after that, I, guess, I suppose we'll kind of, through that, we'll get to playoffs and what we think uh, the playoffs are going to look like for the NFC. Um, we won't do our playoff predictions of who's going to win. We're going to save that one for closer to September. Um, next week I won't be around So we won't do a show next week But two weeks from now hopefully we'll do one We may have to go back to the old format Where we do the call in thing Because yeah. Mike's moving across the other side of the island He's going to be like an hour and a half away And I'm far. never going to see him Oh my god it's a, little too,
0: it's, it's a
1: little too far for you To do it on a Saturday night after working all day Yeah Maybe. Yeah, I think so. Well, we'll we'll get it figured out. But anyway, so let's get into that. Division winners – well, not even just division winners. Let's figure out wh- how it's going to go. Do you guys want to start with the NFC East or end let's with the work NFC East? Let's walk
2: our way from the bottom up instead of – because you want to end with the East. That's the, <coughs> Otherwise, all the – All right. I lose mean, all our firepower.
1: I think as you go from NFC West, NFC Central, NFC South, NFC East, I think it gets more and more difficult to predict, sure. I think. Okay. So NFC West, we'll start with Steve – um, how do you see this thing panning out, the four teams in the NFC West? Uh, Seahawks, Cardinals, uh, Niners, and Rams. Yeah, I mean, Seahawks is... Compelling.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the class of the division. I don't um, shoot, so I don't think Carson Palmer stays healthy. That's going to be a struggle. I mean, it's just, Larry Fitzgerald, I mean, for him to duplicate last season, I mean, it's just asking a lot.
1: Like, he could, but again, like you said, though, Carson Palmer's got to stay healthy for that.
2: I mean it's just you know they got David Johnson, who's clearly the best running back in the division. Yes. You know. Yes,
1: especially with the with the departure of Marshawn Lynch. They really haven't replaced him in Seattle. Uh, yeah. San Francisco's got nobody anymore. Got on either side. On either side. And then the Rams are just well they're the Rams.
2: The Rams are a dumpster fire as well. Like it's gonna right. take them years to overcome what Jeff Fisher did to them. <sighs>
1: He's not hired yet, right? No one hired him yet? Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of agree with Steve. I, I, I think the Seahawks are clearly the class of division. I believe the Cardinals will finish second, but I don't think it's going to be particularly good. I think they're like a 6-10-ish and 10-ish team. I think the Rams are kind of in that range, maybe more of like a 5-11. and 11. And while I think the Niners will be better, because I think John Lynch did a really good job this year – He's got a long way to go. There's a long way to go. To re- I think they were one of the worst rosters in football yeah. last year, probably arguably the second worst roster. And so you have got a lot of things. I like Solomon Thomas. I like some other other of the other things that they did. They obviously clearly d- do not have their quarterback right now. Matt Barkley and Brian Hoyer are not your guys. I mean, Hoyer could win some games. Right. That's why he's there. He's a veteran presence who can keep you in football games and keep your your team invested in the season. And then I think maybe they're like a three and 13, four and 12 team. What do you got?
2: It's hard to argue with you guys, but I like the. I'm not going to sit here and just assume the injury. And I like the Cardinals more than either of you, I think. I think that's the one but, place we might do. Do you like them like 9-7? and seven? I like them enough to be better than the Seahawks if okay. Carson Palmer stays healthy, and I'm not going to assume the injury. So right. I think the Seahawks have – they hit their peak a few years ago, and they've, they've slowly declined by sort of erosion um, over the last few years.
1: I think – here's where my argument would be. I think the Cardinals are the same. They've declined by erosion over the last couple of years. Yeah. And I think the Seahawks are younger. And so, therefore, their talent is less of a drop-off. Okay. Uh, that's, that's where it's at. I, I'm not so much dependent. My 6 and 10 is not dependent upon a Car- Carson Palmer injury. I think Carson Palmer can have a bad year because he's 39 years old. I'll put it this
2: way. If you're going to pick that the division is going to go Seahawks, Cardinals, Rams, 49ers, which is how it finished last year, you're going to be wrong. Because no, the Rams are not finishing second. It just doesn't happen <laughs> every year. This is the preseason. Right. Guys like us prognosticate that the exact same thing is going to happen in the NFL that happened last year. It happens every freaking year. Okay? And this division might be a bad example. Correct. Okay? Because I do think that the Rams and the 49ers are just defunct right now.
1: Yeah, but they're really bad.
2: every year, teams
1: that you think that about
2: surprise everybody. Sure. But... I, Listen, I'm not
1: going to pick that. It's going to be one of these two. Watching the Rams, they're just so offensively yeah, bad. Yeah, they're the, and so and bad and terrible. On both sides. Bereft of talent yeah. on that side of the football, they just have nothing. They have literally nothing other than Todd Gurley. Now here's the thing: Houston
2: was the same thing last year, and Houston won its division.
1: Different division.
2: Uh, understood. But I guess I'm just trying to sort of play devil's advocate. If everyone's going to pick the same thing, no, no, I this, understand. And this okay. happens every season. No, no, you're absolutely the guys, right. Guys, guys in the preseason go. This is how it's going to be. Dallas was 13 and three last year. They're going to be 13 and three uh, again this year. This I destroy
1: assumption. ESPN over this constantly. They are the worst. It's basically you, you, your, your predictions for this year are based upon what you saw last year. Yeah. But to a degree, you have to at least take some of that into account. You do have to take it a little into account for what people.
2: Always forget about the NFL. Is even when teams are fourteen and two, they won a bunch of games by four games or sure. by four points. It's so the close. Games. The and, margin is yeah. so close. The difference between thirteen and three and eight and eight is literally a few field goals.
1: Like go back through the Cowboys' schedule last year. They won a lot of close games. And the ones they lost were probably the same. Like I mean, they lost a lot. Of, they lost three close games. Not a lot. Well, like, the last one was not that close. But I mean, well, I mean, it doesn't even count. The last game they didn't, didn't matter. Right, and they didn't basically didn't play it. All right, so NFC Central, Mike, how bad are the Bears going to be?
2: Well, the division's not the Central; it's the North. But
1: we'll go with the The North. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, the Uh, NFC North.
2: I think the Vikings used to be the Central a hundred years ago. There's a chance
1: the NFC Norris Division. I'm sorry. (laughs) Go ahead. I
2: guess what I would say is I I think the Packers have done the same thing that we just discussed with Seattle and Arizona in that the Packers were really dominant a few years ago, and they sort of lost guys one at a time, one at a time, one at a time. And their overall talent level is Aaron Rodgers. They're like the Saints almost. Almost. Where it's like Drew Brees and a bunch of crap. Like they're not there yet, they're not, but they're right.
1: very close to becoming that. It's, we are just talking about Yes, we were. Yeah. During the I,
2: I think it, this, it sucks to ever pick this team to win anything. I think the Lions is the best team in this division. Man. But the Lions historically, picking the Lions is an idiot thing to do because historically they're just trash. They're the best roster in the division, so in my opinion. Yeah, that's fine. I don't to be fair, I don't think any of these teams is particularly good. I agree.
1: I don't think you've got like if you're grading I don't think you got a B plus team in this division. I think it's like, the worst division in the conference. Not necessarily in the league, but in the conference. You certainly don't have a team that's an obvious Super Bowl contender. No. The Packers are not an obvious Super Bowl defender, despite what Packers fans want to think.
2: Aaron Rodgers could get you there at any given time by getting really hot, but yeah. Boy. he could also, Look, the first half of last year, Aaron Rodgers did not look like the Aaron Rodgers we've all come to know and love. At what point does that become the norm for
1: him? What is the best addition they made this year? I don't know. Martellus Bennett? Martellus was,
2: Bennett looked really good last
1: year because Tom Brady knows what to do with a tight end. And he was the second best tight end on this team when when the other one was healthy. Yeah. But he was really good. He was really Martellus Bennett is really good. Yeah. Martellus Bennett is an upgrade over Jared Cook.
2: Yeah, but it's not... Typically, how many tight ends in the history of the league are... are that
1: kind of difference maker? Are a
2: difference maker to the level where you're looking at a team's record. Right. And so going... We're, we're looking at like their, uh, the situation at running back over the break, so... Eddie um, Lacy's is no longer there, right? And then we all knew the, you know, the incumbent last year was uh, Sharks. The
1: Ty, Ty Montgomery. Montgomery. Ty oh, the receiver, Converted receiver. receiver. Converter. He is converter. now, he is now converter. officially like, well, RB one.
2: had to have picked up somebody, but they really didn't.
1: Jamal Williams. Yeah,
2: just we'll see where that goes. And running backs are typically pretty available.
1: Now their their line will still be good. Because mm-hmm.
2: it, for, for what it's worth, it helps to have a quarterback that gets rid of the ball immediately all the time, and they never. Lose. I'll
1: tell you what like, he holds the ball too, and they let him. But he's also super evasive in the Correct. pocket. Correct. No, you like, His lateral movement, his his his. He makes the line look. Good. His ability to keep his eyes down the field while avoiding pressure. He's just he's a sublime quarterback. There's just no other way to put it. He is a sublime quarterback.
2: We were talking about guys who would be in the Hall of Fame if their career ended today. Aaron Rodgers. One Aaron Rodgers was that five years ago, thinking, almost like he's just like Brady's one, Rogers one a. Yeah, um, I think if Rodgers had three Super Bowls, the conversation oh would be is Rogers it Brady or Rogers is the best quarterback in the history of the league because statistically,
1: it's so good, he
2: is the best quarterback in the history of the league.
1: All right, so here's what I think. I think the Vikings are – they kind of showed you what they actually were last year with their final record. I think they are very similar to that. I agree. I think the Lions will be better than they were last year and the only real competition for Green Bay. I think Green Bay takes a step back. I agree with you. I think the Lions make the playoffs, and I think the Bears – while they're not going to be very good are going to show some signs, I think Trubisky's actually probably a good quarterback. I keep hearing good things about him. I think he's probably good. And I think that they've done – I, I still like um, – oh, who's the running back? Good Lord. I No, it's not. No, 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 it's no, not. No, no, first, blank. It's um, – he was a rookie last year. I
2: I, I had him in fantasy. The only
1: other rookie who was really any good last year, as far as a running back goes, I guess that's probably not true. But uh, I, anyway, I think the Bears are going to be a bad team, but like a four and twelve bad, not like a two and fourteen bad. I guess if that's better for you, five and eleven maybe. <clears throat> oh,
2: uh they had both Howard and Carey who were. Both Howard is good. the yeah, one yeah, I'm Howard thinking of. Good, Thank yeah.
1: you very much. All right, yeah. Steve, you're. Thoughts on the NFC North?
2: I still think I mean Green Bay eats it out. As okay, far as the, I mean, I, mean
1: I, I don't think a wild card comes out of
2: that division. I mean, no,
1: I think it's one. I think it's one yeah. team. And if you want to tell me that Aaron Rodgers just does enough to get them the division title, I'm not yes, going to disagree that. with that either. Um, I do agree with Mike. I think the the Lions are the best roster, but I mean I can certainly see Green Bay kind of just. Doing that thing that they do to the Lions or the Vikings. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like, yeah, we're not as good as you, but we sure hey, did beat you Mary. Hail Mary. Exactly right. Okay. Uh, NFC South, I'll start with this one. Um, I think I, I think it's – I guess it's kind of popular thinking, to be honest with you. I think the Bucks are going to win it. I think they're good enough on defense. Not great, but good enough. And I really like their offense, considering that their their offensive line is okay. James Winston is pretty good, despite what I thought he would be. I thought he would be such a dumpster a dumpster fire, fire but he's not, and I love and i i Confess to you my undying love for Mike Evans. Just a few minutes ago on this it's spectacular, on this, I, I love the Mike. The wideouts
2: are awesome,
1: and the wideouts are you're awesome. You're going to pair him with Deshaun Jackson, yeah. regardless of his advanced age, is still a very good wide receiver. Vincent get Jackson's him. still there too, right? and Vincent Jackson is not there. I don't believe. I think wow. he was a free agent who hasn't okay. been signed, so he's available. If your team is looking for a wide receiver, I think, but look that up. Make sure I'm right. I don't think he's there anymore, but still, Deshaun Jackson and Mike Evans—that's a one-two punch. You want a part of if you're Jameis Winston. Plus, they still have uh, was it Cameron Brate yep. as the tight end. Yep, yep, really good stuff going on there. And Doug Martin's still there, and a lot of other things are going on. They're they're, they're like I said, their line's pretty good.
2: Oh, their their running backs are really strong. Yeah, like, Doug
1: Martin is not even the best running back. Anymore. Sims. Yeah, Sims is yeah. the guy. Um, I like their team. I think Carolina takes a step kind of forward from what they were last year. But I still think that that's possibly the, the division they're going to get two teams in. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I think NFC East gets one, uh, gets two. I think NFC West gets one. NFC North gets one. And then two come out of the NFC South. And those will be your sixteens.
2: am yes. I'm, I'm pretty much in agreement with you. Um, okay. And, and, it's like, and I'm, I'm going to say it now. I think is an odd man out yep. in that division. I was
1: going to say Tampa and Carolina.
2: Yeah. Uh I think Carolina and Atlanta both make the playoffs I think Carolina wins the division Okay but I do think Tampa Bay is is a formidable. It is. You know, it's that division
1: that could go any of three or four different ways. I mean, New Orleans tell, could get I'm a wild say, card you, spot. Are you going to tell me that you
2: would be shocked <coughs> to see a Drew Brees led New Orleans shit roster be nine and seven? Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I wouldn't.
1: wouldn't. I, I wouldn't pick them to win the division. But I, if, if you're going to tell me that New Orleans is going to get a wild card, all right. I mean, maybe they Maybe they will. Maybe they will. Totally. That being said, okay.
2: I expect three teams to be something between 9-7 and seven and 11-5 and five type of range, Yikes. and New Orleans to be like 10-13. Like I, I think New Orleans is going to be awful. I,
1: and, I think that's a right. And,
2: and so if you're a New Orleans fan listening to the show, please don't think I'm disparaging Drew Brees because I think he's a top three, four quarterback in the NFL. Well, I will and say this Historically, to you, he's a top ten quarterback in the history of world
1: if they are, if there are New Orleans fans listening to this show, they are most likely my cousins. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Well, I'm not trying to insult you, Doc. <laughs> Terse, he he doesn't hate on them, sister. He's just trying to be true. That's all. That's all. All right. Anyway, my, my, cousin, my family lives in Louisiana, and they are die hard. Saints fans, it's crazy. They're crazy, I but love they're from Louisiana, like, for sure. He's one of the non few
2: non Patriots. I love NFL Sean Payton. I follow on Twitter. I
1: love him. Sean Payton. I think Sean Payton's a brilliant head coach.
2: Drew Brees is not only a fantastic player and an all-time great quarterback. He seems like a great
1: dude as well, and it's easy to root for. And he is ruining the Saints' chances of being competitive. As much as you're like, how are you going to upgrade from Drew Brees? You're not, but you you can certainly upgrade from your cap situation by not having Drew Brees. Yeah, it's
2: true. Um, but th- you can't blame 52 people on the roster being bad with Drew Brees being good. Like, yes, you can. His his money can't make everybody good.
1: No, it's true. You so their their roster decisions handouts. have been bad, but they are now hamstrung. Okay, and, and hey, don't take a pay cut, Drew Brees. I'm going to be honest. You won the New Orleans Saints a fucking Super Bowl. I know, right? Don't take a pay cut. You deserve every dollar. And when they build your statue, it should be made of fucking gold. So... You're the only good thing that's ever happened to the New Orleans Saints.
2: If Brady, <laughs> ever! If Brady got hurt, okay, and I was the GM of the Patriots, I'd be like, we need to find a way to get Drew Brees for the rest of the season. Like... He's not doing anything in New Orleans. Can that happen? Do we give give him our first and second All right. next year? All right. Like seriously, I if agree. Brady, if you're the Patriots, okay, like this seriously, Brady gets hurt, you give up your first and second next year for Drew Brees, right? Like, because no. I'm winning the Super Bowl this year.
1: Yeah, but I'm not going I'm not going Drew Brees.
2: He's the one guy. There's a chance you could get. You could rent him. Yeah,
1: maybe. You know what I mean? Tony Romo. Uh, <laughs>
2: I
0: love
1: Romo. Bad back. I understand it. I it's get not it. that.
2: It's that Ro- What is the last significant downs of football Romo played?
1: 2014 when he was 12 and four. That's a long time. No, it's a couple years. Ago. Ago. No, I get it. You know I what mean? I totally get it. Drew Brees has thrown 100
2: touchdowns since then. You know what I'm saying? Probably. Like 70 or 80 anyway.
1: Probably. Like yeah. give me that dude. Yeah. Um. All right. So love for Drew Brees aside,
2: the Saints are awful. You're I right. think Carolina is a lot closer to the 15 and one team they were two years ago than the six and ten team they were. That's just. I mean, it's. They get to play the six and ten.
1: Okay, that's overrated. I want to stop that right there. Stop it. The difference between the the the,
2: actually New England ends up with an easy schedule playing the number one schedule a lot. Correct. The
1: difference between the number one schedule in your division and the the first place schedule from last year and the and the and the last place schedule is two. Fucking games. It's two games. That's it. Everything else, the other 14 games are the same. Obviously, you don't play yourself, so it's a little different, but you've got... Your your Everything six division games.
2: In the NFL, right? I understand
1: that, but it's two games. Two games. It's okay. not a vast difference.
2: But last year, the NFC North was ten and six, nine and seven, eight and eight. That was your top three teams. Yes. So two games
1: is the difference it's, between eight and okay. eight and ten and six. But when people want to tell me that the Cowboys are going to take a step back okay. because they're playing a first place schedule yeah. and the Giants are playing a second place schedule, go screw yourself. Because those first two That's first place teams, team. that those yeah. first two first place teams that the Cowboys are playing this year, they might not be any good anyway. Yeah, it's the Falcons and the Packers, right? Or whoever I don't. Maybe it's not. I get
2: team. it. I get it. I yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Anyway, so d- speaking of the NFC East, let's go to the NFC. East. Steve, what do you got, buddy? This is the interesting division. It's the marquee division, the Tiffany division of the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Um, Talk to me about Philadelphia Eagles football, Steve.
2: <laughs> Yeah, uh, so you're going to have the same record as, like, the Bears, the Niners, you know. Maybe a little bit better. Yeah. I, 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 I can see them being, like, a, you know, it's a, I don't know, 5-11, you know, type team. 6-10, yeah. maybe. 6-10. Right. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Yeah. It's, I haven't even looked at their schedule, but I'm thinking it's probably, you know, they, they probably get some, you know, pretty Well, music.
1: they play the NFC West, so they're going to have to they get the Rams and the well the Rams can beat the Eagles but they get the Niners so they get the Cardinals they get the Seahawks and then they've got the AFC boy, is it the AFC West too? yeah it is they got so they got to play Denver, Oakland, <laughs> well, Kansas I City, San with, Diego you know,
2: with them, I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry
1: Los Angeles Chargers right. I keep calling it San at, Diego I mean um
2: if if any team right now if you're looking at like you know that a coach is going to make a difference. It's I mean, Doug Peterson there. Right. I mean, it's a, it's a guy that wasn't even calling plays as a, as right. a coordinator.
1: Right. You know? He's never, yeah, he never called plays as an offense because he was Andy Reid's offensive coordinator, so he never called a play. Because Reed calls all the plays.
2: I mean, how many times do you think you went, oh, God, another slam?
1: Right. <laughs> 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 I mean, you can call that pass, but it's just going to get checked down. <laughs> yeah,
2: nine round. Okay, Andy. <laughs> so if, but I, I guess uh, getting getting back to it, that's, you know, Cowboys and you know it's, uh, the Redskins right behind them. Oh, you
1: think? Team. they're... Okay, that's cool because that's uh, a little different than why. Oh, I well,
2: because I, 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 um, you're not in love, love with the Giants. I'm
1: not in love with the Giants. Okay. No. Here's the thing: people make a lot of of the additions that I'll go... You can go last. Or do you want me to go last? Go ahead.
0: All
1: right, so people make a lot of the additions that the the Giants made this year. They made all their additions in what?
2: On the offensive side of the ball. Particularly
1: in the passing game. What
2: was the one thing they were good at last year? Yeah, they were already good at that.
1: Right. Yeah. And so their offensive line that was complete...
2: And utter garbage?
1: Yes. uh, And their running game, which went... Paul Perkins? Yeah. They did nothing... To improve either one of those areas. When you have four running backs, you don't have any running backs. And their defense, which was heavily dependent upon new free agent acquisitions last year, was very good. Olivier Vernon, Janoris Jenkins. Mike, can you tell me what historically happens in the second year of a free agent contract with a big free agent signing? (laughs) The downfall? It's usually not that good. Like They come in to prove that they're worth this money. And they did a really good job of it. Vernon was worth the money last which year, which we
2: none of us thought he
1: would. No, and I, I'll give him all the credit in the yeah. world. And Janoris Jenkins
2: had a nice season.
1: He had a nice season as well. I'm telling you, they're not going to do that again. They're not. I mean, it's it's probably it's not statistically likely that they're going to be as good this year as they were last year.
2: Okay, if you're going to make that argument, and they were
1: only the number ten defense in the league last year. It's not like they were top five. There was another team in the division that was top five, but the Giants were not that team.
2: You're hurting yourself with the argument you're making only because it's so easy to come back and say right. sophomore slump. No, absolutely, for Prescott. And absolutely. Like, but do
1: you really? Well, Elliot for sure because he's going to miss a number of games. I'll put it this way:
2: if Elliott plays ten games, he's going to run for a thousand yards.
1: So now, that would be the, the, no, the, yeah, if he plays ten games, he'll have a thousand yards. He'll probably have twelve hundred. He'll probably be the fourth leading rusher in the league. How many times, though, do
2: you guys come out and have great rookie campaigns that these guys had, and in the second season you go, what
1: happened to this guy? Does Dak Prescott seem like that guy?
2: He doesn't, but nor do any of the other uh, rookies. Robert
1: the... Griffin III seemed like that guy to me.
2: Okay. You named one that that I would agree with. Okay. Um you know, Nick Foles was
1: another one where yeah. you
2: know you had that great season. You kind of go, hey, can you duplicate 27 Does it, re- does it really? Does he things? really
1: look like this, that yeah. guy? But yeah. Dak Prescott kind of looked like that guy. Yeah, because it was good decision making. It was it was repeatable <coughs> stuff, right. You know? it, it was totally repeatable stuff. It was guys. Said, it was a guy who doesn't throw a ton of interceptions, who makes good decisions with the football, who is physically gifted.
2: The thing about interceptions is Tom Brady also makes great intercep- Great, great d- reads and everything else. Right. Aaron Rodgers makes great reads. Those guys typically throw more than four interceptions in a season because it's just ball gets tipped, guy catches it. Like that's flukes happen more than four times yes. a year, you know. Um, so some regression to the mean among the two rookies who carried that team last year mm-hmm. would can bring Dallas down in the same way that you're talking about New York's free agent.
1: Correct. I think I think Dallas's defense is going to be a little bit better than it was last year on the on the back end. I think they're on the front end when they were the number one rushing defense in the league last year. And the number five scoring defense. Um, so. Who did they lose on defense? Church. They lost Church, Claiborne, and Carr, and Wilcox. Okay. and the secondary was bad. Not right. Bad. But not this great. is the thing that pundits have been saying. Well, they lost all their secondary. That's literally the one place where they were horrendous last year. They were awful. Yeah. The only good guys were Byron Jones and Orlando Skandrick, and they kept both of those guys. And well, Anthony Barry Brown, the rookie. When he's,
2: when he's no,
1: Barry Church is fine. It's just like, he, but you, it's not like he's an undrafted free agent from Toledo. You can't upgrade from that dude. So they got an upgrade. They have a now they have an undrafted free agent from Western Michigan.
2: Same guy.
1: Literally. <laughs> right. The same, the same And they didn't have to pay him match. all that fucking money.
2: Like, right.
1: Conference and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I think he might have went to Saginaw Valley. I don't know where the hell he went, but Jeff Heath is the GOAT, man. He's the GOAT. All right. So, anyway, so my prediction is I'm a little bit different, Steve. I think the Cowboys are going to win the division. I do not think they're going to be 13 3. I believe they're going to be a 10-6, and 11-5 team, but I think that this year, with the divisions they have to play, that's going to win the division, 10-6, and 11-5. I think the Giants will be second and make the playoffs again. But I think they're going to be like a 9-7, and 10-6 kind is of team. Is it
2: me, or is the whole
1: NFC crap this year? It's there's a lot of crappy teams. It's a very like last year the NFC was very competitive and has a bunch of pretty good teams in it. I think it's the exact opposite. At least it looked that way. I think it's the exact opposite this year. I think the Cowboys are going to win that division. The Giants are going to be second. I like the Eagles to finish third. at like six and ten. And I think the Giants, I think the Redskins. Opposite what Steve said. I think they're going to take a step back because I think this whole Kirk Cousins thing is going to hang over them. Plus they downgraded their wide receivers with Tyrone. Uh, with uh, what's his name. The quarterback there who plays wide receiver now. You don't like him? Terrell Pryor. I think he's okay, but it's not Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon who are both gone. And if Jordan Reed doesn't stay healthy again, then it's really bad. And they don't have a great running game. And their offensive line is good. And they just lost Trent Murphy for the year.
2: I guess growing up a Patriots fan has just led me to believe receivers are overvalued. I understand that, but
1: so are mediocre quarterbacks like Kirk Cousins.
2: I I, mean, don't, I I put it this way. Statistically good. I don't think losing, losing Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon in, in a situation where the only way to keep them was to overpay him is a loss. I just don't.
1: I don't think it is in the long term either, Mike. But in the short term, it can be. Yeah. I, I think they took a step back. and it's Because now, now you're dependent upon Jamison Crowder and Terrell Ty, Pryor.
2: How can I put this? The, this division, to me is a coin flip between Dallas, Washington, and New York. Okay. And the only reason I would pick New York, who I despise as a football team, is because other people who know more than me seem to think New York's going to be really good this year. That being said, I think the Cowboys are the best team personally in the division. I think that what Dak and Elliott did last year wasn't fluky. I think they did it in a very repeatable fashion. I think that there was nothing about their performance that made me go, they got lucky. I think it was. If anything, your young guys that are only going to get better. Yeah. Um. So playing devil's advocate, <coughs> the idea of the sophomore slump, frankly, because I think they're both going to just be really good players. But I think if you're going to make a case for someone besides the Cowboys, the Elliot suspension is a big deal. Yeah, they have other be. good running be. backs, but Elliot is not a good running back. He's a great running back. A, an elite talent you're running back. You're absolutely correct. Um, All
1: right. So give me this uh, number one. Just to get your number one seed in the division and the conference.
2: I think it's Carolina.
1: Okay. What you got?
2: <laughs> um, so, not, I think it's either, shoots, I think it's either Tampa or Seattle.
1: Okay, I'm going to go with Seattle. I think Seattle's the number one seed. They got Isn't, the
2: best home field advantage.
1: Right. Cause I think they're gonna end up like I think I think twelve and four is the is the record that gets the number one seed this year in the NFC, and and I think the Dallas is, ends up at eleven and five, so I think it's gonna be Seattle. I don't I think uh Tampa will be eleven and five, Dallas will be eleven and five, whoever wins the NFC 10 North ten and six, 11 10 11 and 10 6 and and 10. maybe eleven and five. I don't yeah. think
2: anybody in that division wins eleven
1: games. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. But that.
2: if they do I think it's
1: Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Um all right so there's that. Okay. So next next time we get together which will be uh, on August 26th. Holy crap, that's 2 weeks from today. We'll talk AFC and we'll break that down. And then what we'll do is uh the very week after that we'll get back together uh in some way or fashion and do our the the the, the, week, week. the Saturday before the NFL starts and we'll then we'll do our like our playoff predictions, MVP predictions, stuff like that. Okay. But, uh, hey, guys, we've, we've been on the air for a couple hours already, and it's time for us to go. It was really good. Right. I've had, like, four beers.
2: At least. I've got three lined up in front of me. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> I had that one big Sapporo.
1: Movie. Big Sapporo. All right, guys. Well, we hope you enjoyed your time with us. All we right. certainly enjoyed our time with you. Again, we want to remind you to uh, buy your Red Hot Chili Peppers on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, wherever the hell you get your music. Go out and get and get a lot of it. Buy it. And buy a lot of it. Because the <laughs> Red Hot buy Chili it. Peppers are good. That's just the way it is. All right, so we're going to leave you with one more Red Hot Chili Pepper song. Uh, it's going to be a uh, cover, another cover. Sec- I know
2: you're, you're playing old Chili Peppers, but Californication, legit, is an all-time great album. What That's a really good one. I, blood pepper. Sugar
1: Sex Magic is really, really good.
2: I like the Chili Peppers a
1: lot. I, I would make the case that, that Mother's Milk is their best album.
2: You can have this one. I like the the way their sound evolved. No, for
1: sure. Yeah. they they're when they had Dave Navarro from Jane's Addiction in the band, that was really good. It was really really one hot minute was a really good uh, album from them. Yep. Um, this one is my favorite lineup. It's got uh, Will Ferrell. I mean, Chad Allen on drums, uh, Flea, uh, Anthony Kiedis, and John Frusciante, who is my favorite of the Chili Peppers. I think it's three or four different. Uh, Guitar Three different guitar players, I guess it was. Uh, Navarro, Prusciante, and uh, Havel Slovak was the original guitar player. He died of a heroin overdose in 1984?
2: 80s were bad years for fucking
1: guitar <laughs> It happened, dude. It happened. It happened a lot. Alright, so we're going to do another cover. This is another cover. Uh, this At is least a, he didn't get run over by a boss. That's true. Uh, fell on by a boss, Cliff Burton. Actually, that was uh, anyway, there was a big story on Cliff Burton the other day. His father is uh, donating all his royalty checks to charities.
2: Cliff Burton was the bassist for Metallica, original bassist who got... Died in Sweden. by a bus. Yes.
1: Killed (laughs) killed by the tour bus. (laughs) Um, Death by tour bus. Crazy. All right, so this cover is a cover of a Jimi Hendrix Experience song called Fire. And it's uh, pretty amazing. And fleas Base work on this, as it it always is, is just amazing. But I want to remind you that you can follow the show at Sports Beer Show on Twitter. Follow Mike at Mastrolia123. Follow me at Doc Man for Real. Follow Steve on Instagram. We'll get him on Twitter someday at Steve Steve? Core.
2: I actually have a Twitter call.
1: I I don't know what the password is. (laughs) I forget them already. All right, anyway, so this is Fire from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And we'll see you in a couple weeks right here on Sports and Beer with Friends. Thanks, guys.